that everyone has their place. But we're not we're not live yet, so. Yeah, Maddie, you can say whatever you want. This yeah, is all just test. Yeah, this is all test stream. Test. Testing yeah. one, two, test, three. Test, test, test. One, two, three. Welcome, everybody, to your... That new your... camera does look good. Dude, it's sick, huh? This new camera is brought to you by That's you, sick. the viewers. Upgrade. Upgrade. Thank you, everybody. Um, we're actually going to send our... Uh, we saw someone else, uh, another um, up-and-coming vlogger, blogger, streamer. Who could definitely use an upgrade on their lighting and camera system? So uh, we're gonna try to reach out to that that said person and get them an upgrade. So next time they're on camera, they can look crispy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This one actually makes us all look younger. Maddie actually. That's there's not a chance, bro. Maddie's actually 56. He looks like he's 41. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm 46. I'm I looking don't like look I'm 36. 41, and I'm not 56. But I like <laughs> where you're going with this. <laughs> Sloan just actually came in there and said that you said something really rude to her, that uh, you called her old. She did look a little grumpy when I came in. She oh, didn't say hi. Yeah, I was I'm like, like, what's up, Sloan? I was she like, look grumpy. I was like, all right, young lady. She's like, I'm not young. I'm five. And oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, okay. Well, then I guess I'm old, but you're young compared to me because I'm older. We're so we got her report card. We got Sloan's report card just recently. Mm. You know, A's across the board. Oh, nice. But. The one thing that she struggled with was greater than, less than. Calculus. You know, so like, yeah, her calculus, calculus, calculus isn't isn't yeah, isn't, isn't on isn't on calculus. Anyway, um, so the greater than, less than. Her being five, me being forty-one, we're not really uh, understanding the difference in age gap there. Mm -hmm. I've tried to I try to explain it a lot. I always try to say, hey, your mom is really old compared to you, but mom already <laughs> I, the like, compared to you part usually gets drowned out by Camille yelling at me at that so, point. So hold on, Sloane's already mad because you're calling her old? I didn't think that that set in like much later in the uh, either a male or a female's life. Yeah, you know, it's it's like this every day. Every day is like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, I got a three-year-old. Yeah, you're right in there. there you're right, you're right there. You're right there. You're, you're right a little there. past mine, but man, he is, uh, uh -huh. Uh -huh. sometimes he's a ball of emotions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, blow up at any point in time. That's right. That's right. Well, Maddie, thank you uh, very much for jumping on today. I know we kind of texted you last minute. Cheers, everybody. Uh, cheers. Yeah. I Welcome to um, the crazy season. That's right. Look at this. We even have a graphic. You ready for this? Spica got me some beer this time, guys. Correct. Yeah. One. Yeah. I was going to ask for water. I was going to ask for water. We had a uh, an Intel session with Dynasty last night. So every month we have a, uh, the Dynasty Champions Club has a has a. Uh, one on one with all the crew, you know, the people. So we have our team yeah, on there. Super cool thing. Uh, it's really cool. And we talked about the the World Cup win, and everybody was supposed to have a drink, except I had a, I had a pretty bad tummy ache yesterday. Mm. Um, I ate something that that didn't agree with me all day yesterday, um, so I couldn't have a drink. So this one is for the champs last night and everybody on Dynasty. Mm. Dude, that was that was me first day of Cup. The whole first day of the broadcast, bro. That was rough. Oof. Oh, that's well, bad. I had bad sushi. Like, it, dude, it was horrible. Like, that's was struggling. On what do we say on the Spig and Span show? Not to don't eat sushi, especially don't eat raw food yeah. when you're at a paintball places. tournament. I typically have places. an iron gut. I know you do. That's why I thought that thing to me. I've never, I don't have problems like that. And I went to the same sushi place that I've eaten a million times. Mm -hmm. I mean, a million, but well, probably yeah, yeah, every 40. time you're there. Yeah. yeah, every time we're there. I mean, last time we were there in March, I ate there, I think, four nights in a row. Uh, yeah, crushed a huge plate of sushi. Woke up about a little, probably too much information for everyone, but woke up at about uh, three a.m. four, you know, three thirty, four a.m. Just like little ninjas with knives in my gut. Yeah, dude, that's bro. exactly the same thing as me. Proceeded to suffer for the next three or four hours, thinking like, dude, I'm gonna have to do a show all day today. This is gonna yeah. suck. Yeah. 
and it did. Well, <laughs> I we will, got it in. I, well, the show must go on. Yeah, the show must go on. I will raise you with. Uh, I went surfing, that was and uh, I I um, I was wearing my wetsuit out in the water, and uh, not a good place to be. not a good place to be. I did I did a Damien. I did a Damien. I did a Damien. No, I just had to flush water in through it, cold water through there. It was bad. It was not a highlight, but I felt like I need to share it because it's pretty freaking funny. <laughs> well, it's like we would always say, you know, you know like what is norm? Like if something's horrible and it's going, like if you're living through a horrible moment, as long as you live through that, yeah. all that does is just become a great story. A great story. I say that all the time. I say it for on, decades. I it, yeah, we've been saying it. Ryan and I Without the, with the exception of death and, and serious dismemberment, yes. every story is going to be a funny, yeah. funny story. If you're lost on the road and you lost your wallet or you got robbed or mm-hmm. whatever, and it's at the time it's absolutely horrible. Horrible. But you're not going to tell the story about that day where you woke up and it was gorgeous and yeah. everything went well and your breakfast mm-hmm. was magnificent. And then I got home, like, and then there was no lines anywhere. Like you're not that boring. That, that ends up being like, how was that? Oh, that trip is sweet. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's no cool story. story yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason. I will, like I like to ever go on like a hike, you know what I mean? Like I don't want to go. You're like you guys want to see this amazing? We, no, no. We've been trying I wanna, to get I want to suffer. Backpacking trips for. I years. want to suffer. I want to suffer. You know, like that's that's like the Kim- yeah. Kilimanjaro hike that I did. D- suffering. Suffering. Yeah. When the, catfish almost died, went on her. Hilarious story. I, I don't know if I ever told that story on the on the podcast. We can we can tell before, it right now. But it was funny was too because Miles and I are going to Bali here in a couple of weeks, and he's like, "You have an extra backpack?" I was like. Like, I have, like, a push backpack and, like, a Patagonia backpack for, like, school and stuff. He's like, no, like, a backpack. backpack. I'm like, what? You think I go on all these backpack yeah. trips? Like, hey, no. they're clutch. And then I have an extra one? Yeah. To have, like, got, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, you got, like, an extra $100, a, a $200 uh, backpack yeah. lying around here. Who your is the most outdoorsby person I know? Kyle. <laughs> Um, do you have an extra backpacking like, backpack? adventure. I was like, yeah, I adventure to hotels. Yeah. <laughs> to beaches. Yeah. To museums. And I like you, usually. To, yeah. to, 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 to nice restaurants in big cities that are awesome. Yeah. Uh, no, we went a, on a, uh, on a epic 50, no, this one was like 27 miles. Uh, we've been doing these pack trips. I haven't done one in a few years, though, uh, with the kid. But anyway, we went on the, you know, Eastern Sierras. If you've never been, if you want a challenge, go to the Eastern Sierras here in California. Uh, not the west side. That's kind of pussy shit. Go to the back side, the eastern side. It's more gorgeous. It's way harder. It's unbelievably epic. You spend a lot of time above ten thousand feet. But and if you haven't done that to yourself before, you don't know what. If it's, you want to go on a like. harder version of a miserable time, yeah, that's what it is. Exactly. But yeah. so now I've definitely logged a lot of miles on those trails. But this one was probably the most memorable mile because Catfish almost died. So Catfish, Kevin Arcilla, former world champ, played on lots of paintball teams with him, and he decided to go on this trip slightly out of shape. To his credit, he did make it all the way through, but for, there was a while where we didn't think he was going to live, <laughs> let alone even make him? it through. Uh, no, but we had to carry all the shit. <laughs> anyway, so we're on the switchbacks coming out of Tully Hole on the John Muir Trail. Uh, we're about 15 miles in to a yeah, close to 30-mile-long trip, and uh, and everyone else had made it up on these switchbacks, and at this point in time, two days in, I'd gotten used to kind of you know babysitting catfish. Mm-hmm. You know, He'd trudge along, and then I'd take some pictures and catch up with them, and so he went around the uh, corner, and I'd roll around the corner and he is just straight airplaned out face first completely unconscious on the on the on the switchback there's nobody there except me and catfish i throw my pack up i run up i grab him throw him up thank god he didn't fall over the cliff or he'd be dead for sure or like severely mangled so i throw him up against the side of the of the you know the switchback uh-huh. and he's still unconscious he won't come to so i'm slapping him in the face i'm like i'm like catfish catfish wake the fuck up wake up i'm slapping him in the face and then finally he comes to and this is when i knew he'd be okay because he looks at me and he goes 
Uh, I go, I'm like, what's your name? He's like, Kevin. I'm like, what's my name? He's like, Maddie. I'm like, where are we? He's like, we're in hell. <laughs> and that's when I knew he'd be okay. Uh, he still was going in and out of consciousness for probably about 10 minutes. It was sketch. And then I look up, see Sonny Lopez back in the day. And then uh, one of our buddies is a Navy SEAL. Uh, shout out to Robbie Petnelli. He just got a, a Buds um, like a month before that. And then our other boy, Red. Great shape. These dudes are all in great shape. Anyway, so I see Sonny, and he's like just standing at the top of the switchback, just waving, hey, guys. And I'm like, dude, get down here. Catfish fucking passed out. And I don't know if he's going to die. So he runs down. I tell him he runs and gets everybody. And then they all run back. And we strip his pack down, load all of his shit on our shit. Robbie carried his pack. And then we hiked the that point what was it maybe another 15 miles to get out or something yeah. so it was gnarly and he and then he made it through the next night and then yeah but he that when he finished he went up and kissed the asphalt <laughs> and was just so stoked to be back in civilization so. <laughs> yeah so hiking's cool it's fun now that is a great story right someone must be sacrificed someone must be sacrificed to the uh to the to the mountain gods every single time and i'm just if you roll the dice enough it might be you so i'm just gonna tap out on all of them but the point is that's a good story. That's a good story. You're right. You're right. You're and right. we made it through. And he made it through. So now Catfish has a great story. We have a great mm -hmm. story. Not probably as you. good of I'm a story you. for Catfish. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's like... Something's always going to get... Something good is no, more normally... You got to... Sometimes some of them, you got to take it... You know, you got to give it a couple of years. Yeah. You know, if it's a bad injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for but sure. But if you were an idiot because of... As a result, like, the injury was a result of you being an idiot. You might... We might have to, like, give it some time. But it's like, hey, remember when you fell off your, uh, you were doing something stupid? Yeah. We, you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. When you fell off the roof or Absolutely. when you try to do a backflip and you don't know how to do a backflip. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to do that. Anyway, Maddie and I basically pooped our pants the other day. Yes. Um, well, so I did, but I back uh, to... <laughs> Very, very, back to whatever we were going to talk close. about. Yeah, I don't so know, anyway, we, how do we even I get think that was it. Tangent. That was it. Yeah. So was thanks it. for thanks joining us. For joining yeah, us you guys. Um, yeah, <laughs> no. uh, we do have obviously, as every show goes on, uh, we've got a ton of good giveaways from our sponsors at Gen X, uh, Matrix Gear, and HK Army. Also, all of whom are doing Black Friday deals. I think HK has like a month long Black Friday. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Gen X is ripping right now, and they've got a uh, a Monday. Cyber Monday deal. I think Kyle, you're yeah, gearing got, up right now, right? Yeah, it drops at five. It's five p.m. today. The last, yeah, dude. The last Black days. Friday starting on Tuesday. Everybody's favorite day of the week, Tuesdays. To the end of the month for us too. Uh, we're gearing up for the holidays, so uh, you know everybody out there. I hope you're gonna be having a great, fun, family-filled. I don't know if both of those words go together always. Depends on how old your kids are. <laughs> Or, I'm, or I'm your parents. Go, yeah, yeah or how old you true. are. That's yeah. very true. Because I'm about to go play uh, golf with my 75-year-old dad tomorrow. Uh-huh. And that will, that will be fun. Mm -hmm. But um, when I hang out with my three-year-old kid, like, sometimes that's fun and sometimes it's not. Sometimes fun. it's not. Sometimes it's not, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so hopefully you're going to have a very stress-filled uh, uh, week ahead of you. Uh, and then, you know, those of you hope, hope, who don't aren't having family affairs... Uh, you know, hopefully you got the Friendsgiving thing. Mm. Just go get yourself a nice meal. All right, everybody? Give yourself a nice meal. You deserve it. You deserve it. Everybody's earned it, especially everybody who's watching the show. You've earned it even, you know, uh, times 10. Uh, also, we're going to get, are we gonna, we're going to get Pate Smith on the show today. I yeah, see he's already in there. Smith. Hasn't been on the show, apparently, for a while. Loving the new camera upgrade. Appreciate that. Everybody whose name is listed here in green. Um, even you, Claybor, uh, Chili Borad, I know you have supported in the show. So everybody's a supporter of the show. We do appreciate everybody. So Pate Smith, just so everyone yeah. knows, uh, he is the lawyer that yes. has been putting up the money 
for the um, you know single individual performance in a mm -hmm. point uh, in both the prelims and on Sunday. So big shout out to him. He's a paintball patron. He's a paintball guy. Yeah. And his law firm specializes in and he's doing God's work. He's doing the good stuff. Yeah, because he's yeah. Uh, you know he's representing um, individuals and companies in property claims against their insurance company. So. Get him. Live through some. If you have some sort of property claim and your insurance company's not wanting to pay you, he's your guy. So and he's yeah, very pa and he paid for Marcelo's uh, over the water bungalow suite in the Dominican Republic, <laughs> as well. As well. You're welcome, Marcelo. Yeah. You got yeah. the prelims one. Uh, that was Sam Silberg. What did you do? Five pack. Ooh, one yeah. on oh, one I, on four. Oh yeah, oh, that's wow. right. That was nasty. There was. Th it was interesting with this one in the prelims because we had a lot of prelims and there was a lot of five packs. Four packs, five packs. But uh -huh. I always, when judging this, I always weight the magnitude of the moment and the right. difficulty. And if anyone that's ever tried to pull off a one-on-four, like yeah, we don't even make ridiculous. coins for that, bro. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's, so, it's so rare to get that to happen. For sure. Um, and then and he also shot that fifth body too. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's impressive. You know, that's super. No, rare. that's epic. So it, that that's gonna override the beautiful you know because if you have a beautiful five pack like that's awesome but there's probably going to be one or two close to that throughout the event and then it's like who had the harder road or who made it look prettier or whatever but you know so yeah there was like mike mcgowan was on the list called cherry was on the list for the prelims and then for sunday it's like fuck man that you know you're not going to get a more stressful moment than what marcelo had to do to put up a fourth world in cup win in a row mm. Oh, that, that the Tauntaun, the Tauntauns one. It was the Tauntauns movie. No, right? I think it was well, he, the no, well, he, the, one. I mean, honestly, you could give him whatever. Depends on how you want to look at it. But if he doesn't make that move in the Tauntauns, you guys don't win four World Cups yeah. right. in a row. Yeah. So you could do it that or, one, or you could or go we, yeah. the World Cup. Yeah, somebody, somebody had to make that damn move. Somebody had to make that move. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, I always wait because you know because it's part of my job, but I have to deal with a. <laughs> like I should have got that move, or my boy should have got her, or this should have mm -hmm. happened. I'm like, well, I'm the one that makes those decisions, yeah. so I'm sorry, yeah. but you don't get. And whoever money. has agreed to pay me uh, twenty percent is the one who uh, gets Unfortunately, it. Unfortunately, I don't get a fucking dime. For I know, that. isn't that right? <laughs> and yeah, it's just more yeah. stress in my life. You but need a raise. A, I'll tell you it's what. It's a good thing for the sport. And shout out to Pete. For yeah, me. that's awesome. Uh, we can actually give him a shout right now because yeah, as it. we get through, he has get... three kids, so he might want to get you know his. That's uh, that's done absolutely here. right. And I, and I've also I know a lot of people had questions about the beams, uh, the 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 upgrade expansion kit that, um, I, that I can't give you any information. About. I've got the information, okay, buddy. Cool. That's why you tune into the Spick and Span I Show live in show. person from Doghouse yeah. Studios. All right, let's get paid a call here. Uh, excuse my face as it comes across the screen. And uh, we'll give him a shout. And Maddie, I also want to uh, get some of your insights. Here we go, Pete. We're gonna give you a call on uh, on FaceTime because we're we're ahead of the curve here. Fancy technology. Yeah, we're ahead of the curve, man. It's that's just how we roll. I like it. So if you if you if you hear uh, if there's like a six one nine number, it says spam. It's most supposed to say green spam on it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Um, he might think that you're calling him or he not, he might also not be ready, but, uh, he is watching the show. He has three young children. So, you know, there he is. There he is. All Pete right. Smith in the house. Hang on one second. Let me get, uh, let me get you up here on the, on the screen. Back you up. All right. Hey, Pete, how you doing? What up? Uh, pretty good. I'm uh, locked in my bedroom. We've got my mom here and uh, kids just running around like crazy. So <laughs> you fall directly well, under yeah. the, uh, You're in the the umbrella of yeah, what we were just no, talking about. Yeah, more. you got more of them running around. <laughs> it's a little wild over here. Yeah. Well, at least you're doing it right. You got the red wine. What type of red wine are you drinking right now? We are going with a uh, 
some sort of Pinot Noir. My wife's a big Pinot Noir fan. My so. wife is too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. she opened up a bottle of that last night, actually. Maddie, also that uh, party you went to, you and your wife dresses dresses your spouse party. Oh, that looked God. pretty freaking so hilarious. Fun, <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad well, that you it was that. just it was hilarious on that because uh, and I would advise I was not you know I'm dressing as a chick is not really my thing. Um, so I was like I'm. You know, surprise! I, surprise! No, no, nothing against it. Hey, if that's your thing, uh, no big deal. However, um, you know, just not really my thing. So I was like, ah, fuck. I was like, all right, well, I'm not wearing a wig, and I want to be comfortable. So she threw together some outfits, and I was like, and then anyway, so then it's actually that blouse was incredibly comfortable. You know, shorts were a little <laughs> young, a little short, but little I'm young. Not, I'm not that fat yet, so it's all good, dude. You know, it all ended when, up working out. I thought that I sent you a message because you look just like the lady in Florida that lives under my mom and her <laughs> Mission accomplished then, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. She's also bald, huh? Yeah, yes. literally, yeah. Bald, similar shirt. You were like, miss, had the martini glass. That's her. Those were real espresso martinis, by the way. If for anyone you just that didn't, got you to see couldn't, that. you just couldn't spot. You just kind of kept them. Oh, I was. I mean, it may have, it may have looked like it was a, a nice entrance on my part uh, when I came in, but I was deathly afraid of spilling the eight espresso martinis that my wife had just made um, on that big rack that I was. Wait, carrying. you were just walking that rack around? Yeah, I was just it? walking the rack. Around. I thought that was for sure a. Uh, no, those a were prop. real. Those were not. It was not Bravo. a prop. Those were real espresso martinis. So uh, luckily, it was a neighbor of ours, so we didn't have to walk far. So that was nice. Okay, was, okay, okay. I was okay. a little scared to spill those things uh, on the entry there because that would have made the video. But that would be great. That would be great. Better. Yeah, that would have made. That's right. Yeah. Hey, so Pate, um, thanks for jumping on, man. I, I I think that everybody on behalf of Paintball is uh, is is very thankful for you know you giving back to the Paintball community. Obviously, uh, can you give a little bit of history, like you know when how you got into Paintball? Yeah. What what you got going um, on? My uh I was in like seventh grade, I think. I'm thirty seven, thirty-eight now. Um, but my boys were like, yo, there's this paintball gun at Walmart for eight dollars. And it was like a plastic shredding. And uh I got one of those uh and we played and that broke first time, RIP. And um then went to a field and grew up working at fields um like my parents were not very supportive of paintball they didn't think it was um i don't know like mm-hmm. a good a good use of time in your teenage years <laughs> I so uh i was super creative in ways to i don't know make money and play paintball grew up working at the field um i saved up like all summer to get a bushmaster lcd mm-hmm. that was like Type. People, people won't even know what that is, but that was like a we do, yeah. Bob Long Intimidator mm-hmm. before the Bob Long Intimidators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was like the beginning of uh, everybody having trouble with LPRs. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, grew up working in a field, went to college, played there. Um, I've had like a decent amount of like good times in paintball. I won a PSP and D three. Um, played on like um, some pretty good teams. I played on PC Katana until mm-hmm. 2015 or 16, 14, something like that. Um, kind of got to a point to where I had to like work a lot, like nonstop for a decade ish. <laughs> and um, then, uh, so weird story, people don't know this, but none of this would like happen if it wasn't for Tyler Hartman. So, uh, really? I'm gonna, yeah. Do you know the story, Maddie? I don't think you told me this one yet. 
So Robbie uh, might have though, maybe Robbie Goldsmith might have told me the story, but it, it, yeah. Okay. So Robbie and I actually talked about this. I have a lot of respect for Robbie. Um, but I'm in a, the airport. I, we had a newborn and twins at that time. Um, and my wife and I were going to go on a vacation and I had been gone for work kind of a lot, like way more than I should. And I, I was pretty, felt pretty guilty about it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to fly the kids to my parents and I'm going to do the flight. I don't need you. Like I got it. Right. And, um, so I fly from Houston to Panama city, Florida, cause my parents are like 50 miles from there. And I'm literally giving the kids to my parents and then hopping on a flight back. So there's a three hour delay and I'm sitting in the bar having a beer. Um, and this group of people at the bar, uh, walk and like dine and dish, uh, dish and dine or whatever you call it at, <laughs> at the airport. Dine and dish. Yeah. Fucking assholes. Wow. Man. Yeah. And this lady is like having a fit, I guess that was the bartender. And I hear this dude. It's like, Oh no, no, no. I got it. I got it. And I look over and it is Tyler Harmon in the Panama city airport. No way. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> like, Tyler Harp, because like I'd had two beers at this point, and I was like, "Is my eyes? I wasn't even playing paintball at this time." Um, yeah, no. Uh, and he and I talked for like an hour. So um, I'm like, "All right, dude, I'm about to get on my flight." He's like, "I'm getting about to get on my flight." And randomly, Tyler and I were on the same flight, and I think he was a one and I was a two or something like that. And so we talked about paintball for like three hours. And like on the flight, he's like, oh my God, dude, you got to like start back playing. It's part of your beat. And I was like, whatever. And so I kind of, on the ride home, I'm like, tell my wife, I'm like, yo, I had this great flight. And Tyler Harmon told me I should get back to start playing paintball. And uh, she was like, yeah, you should. You're <coughs> playing paintball. And wow, that's it. And like two and a half years ago, I started back playing. We got like third in D four in the uh, Bunker Fest series so this year, so that was fun. And I guess we're gonna start back playing nationals uh, this next year. I got a good group of guys. Everybody's old on the team, <laughs> so one person. So, um, yeah, wow, we're old and tall, which That's is a, a lot. Honesty, except the tall part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what made you? Um... Well, maybe you should give everyone kind of a rundown of, of what you do, you know, just because people should yeah. know, uh, you know, who to call in an emergency when the hurricane comes, you know? So, um, I am an insurance claim attorney. Um, my law firm, um, which I have my own firm now, it wasn't like that uh, when we started this, but I um, stepped out on my own. But uh, we sue insurance companies and property damage claims exclusively on structures um, before I did that, um, I adjusted claims. I've only worked on the plaintiff side. Um, I've done hail, hurricane, fire, business interruptions, smoke, uh, animal destroying the interior of a condo. I've done, uh, yeah, that one's a crazy one. Uh, we're not going to get into like it. Like a bear? No, no like, a, like a dog as large as a bear. And <laughs> there, yeah. Um, insurance company denied it, said it wasn't sudden and incidental. It was, it was over a weekend. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, but actually, uh, Chris share that plays on dynasty does a little bit of that too. He and I kick around. Um, if there's an opportunity in North Carolina, I'm going to toss him some biz killer. Yeah, man, that, yeah, 
That's great. Yeah. That's that's such a cool. It, the, the cool thing about well paintball in general, right, is like it's one of those sports where if you played like college football, you know, or high school football, and you're like, all right, now then I grew up, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go play. I'm forty in my forties now. I'm gonna go so play competitive football again. Like that's not gonna happen. It's, it's not gonna work. I just yeah, saw a thing on flag football. Kevin Kevin Hart competitively on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I saw this thing on Kevin Hart's uh, uh, Instagram today. He's like, oh, my man went up to shoot like a the 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 half court free throw, you know, for like, as like an anecdotal half court, half time thing and blew his Achilles. You know, he's like anybody over 40 trying to do anything in sports, just sit the fuck down. You know what I mean? But the cool thing about paintball, uh, is like, it's evergreen. Right. And we talk about it all the time, trying to sell it to parents, you know, about how it's okay for their kids to play is like, it's the only, the only competitive, only sport where you can be competitive in a team function where like, your physical attributes don't really have a direct effect on the outcome of the game. They like, do, they do but, but they but don't. But not nearly as much as it does in, in, in a, a single ball sports. sport, yeah, right? For sure. Where they can be like, we're not going to pass the 50-year-old guy the ball. Yeah. Or the 40-year-old guy. But in paintball, the 50-year-old dude yeah, can shoot could be the best dude off the break every single point. And now if you're playing <clears> five on four every single time, then that's a huge advantage. Huge advantage. Huge advantage. You know, so um, that's one of the cool things. And then, and then on top of that with like, with Dynasty especially, and I mean, you know, Iron Man too, but like, there, it's like we're gener- it's a generational team. Yeah. So many players that I talk to, especially you know at these big events and World Cup and whatnot, are like, dude, I was playing when I was a kid. Then I had to stop to, because family, school, insert anything that is normal ri- life in this decade that people stop playing, and they're like, and then something just kicked it back up. A friend of mine was talking about it. You, you have a Tyler chance Harman chance and, meeting at Tyler Harmon. Yeah, I mean, that's such a cool... I, I'll say this, like, uh, paintball makes me probably a better business owner, makes me a better dad, makes me a better friend. Um, like, everything about it, like, levels me out, because I think for, you know, 20 years, I had it in my life um, in some form or fashion. And it was such a big part of it. And then um, it's almost like a balance. And, I mean, it's huge. My, it's the only sport my wife likes besides Alabama football. <laughs> well, God bless Tyler Harmon. God bless MK. You know what I'm saying? Like that. She, gotta... uh, she puts up with a lot. And she's the one that uh, sends out all the money. So when you don't get it, that's who. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Uh, Bill Schofield. She wanted, she wanted to uh, Marcelo to use that five thousand on a ring, but Ooh. looks like. Uh, of course uh, she did. My yeah. wife was asking that same question. She's like, "When do you think Marcelo's going to propose?" I'm like, "I don't know. That's oh. not some shit we talk to our buddies about as often as you see, guys with." See, hey, I, I know Marcelo uh, much better than that. When you said on a ring, I was like, "Yeah, he's probably going to upgrade his his NXL ring that he got for the thing with five thousand dollars <laughs> with, yeah, with Fugazi Fugazi. Yeah, he got a new new necklace. But when you said that, I thought you were just talking." Talking about him bezeling up his the current like the champion <laughs> ring, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. He's got a girlfriend." You didn't even go right to no, her. not even close, dude. Not even close. I know him way better than you guys. No way. Marcelo Marcel is gonna quit more diamonds than his rings first. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good one though. That's that a, that's a actually one. a good call. So I have a question because you mentioned the uh, like seventy-two stake beams that are gonna be in NXL next yep. year. Yep. Um. Do you know what they're going to do with it? Because my hope is this, that they somehow attach it to cans, and it's like we're having old at the top, and it's like old school hyperball. 
So that's so funny. Uh, uh, Verbal and Mafia are saying, imagine having like a a, a big teepee in there, bonfire teepee thing. So <laughs> uh, I did talk to Jason. Yeah, you talked to him. Yeah, I, that. Okay. And he wants to come on the show too and talk a little bit more because I was oh, like, shit. we'd love to pick your your brain about you know the mindset that goes into making these fields. Dude, uh, he's been crushing it though. Yeah, I, yeah absolutely. I, been crushing absolutely. It. I am interested to see what they're going to do with all those beams because that does seem like a. I mean, I saw the news and I was like, hmm, I wonder what. Chase is going to do with all these What games. he said is, like, perfect example was, um, he's like, at the, at the World Cup field, I would have loved to connect at all those center bunkers. Mm-hmm. And so you could get two of them with crawling or around. Have also, to jump over you could jump over cre- them. They had that dynamic. They had that one X center thing a couple years back. We, yeah. we lost to AC Diesel. I think Impact Dallas. Uh, this actually makes a lot of sense if you think about it, because uh, with Dynasty doing so well and then them being short and probably not able to jump very high, this is a great way to slow down. Yeah, actually, get speaking, him, of, speaking of not being able to jump very high, your boy Tyler Harmon had that nice jump shot oh, right yeah. in the – just nice catch in the goggles. I swear that was like – it was just that the worst happen. luck, dude. Yeah. Never happens to me. And they got rid of the two of the cakes, so I'm, you know – I can barely even see over the temples. So here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, you know what I'm talking about, Kyle. Yeah. If it's a, if it's like you're at the 3 p.m. game and it's like 90 degrees, I'm not seeing over the top of those temples. No fucking way. It's all plump. The 5 p.m. games though, I can see over the top yeah, of them. Match. All right. So first of all, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna preface the whole thing. He goes. Jason says, "Tell everyone to relax." <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> I think I make pretty good layouts with different ways to counter and fairly balanced, so I'm going to keep doing the same thing. Um, but for the most part, because I was like, what's the plan? Are you going to do... I thought they gonna, they're going to do like a ladder. Remember the, the Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a ladder. Bunch of ways you there's going to be lots of things. I'm going to do a little bit of everything, something different in the center structures. World Cup 2019 is an example. I think that's the one we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, 2022 Texas Center. I want more bunkers that connect can connect bunkers. And after looking at different prototypes, I didn't think anything was as good as the current beams. The beams are the only bunker to allow players to move from bunker to bunker unseen. Uh, a lot of you who are listening to the show have been to my clinics. I always am a big advocate of crawling down the snake and shooting the bad guys in the back. People still don't like to listen to me. Um, no matter of, how many times I tell them. Clutch. If you can yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, the beams are the only bunker to allow people to do that. Uh, the idea will be to connect some different bunkers on the field to help create aggressive play, and hopefully it'll allow me to use less bunkers to block lanes. There are many bunkers that specifically placed to block lanes, and hopefully I won't have to do that as much. Maybe they just put the beams like right mm-hmm. outside the Stargate, and you just dive in that thing. It can Dude, crawl, crawl like all the way. Too. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then if you're 6'2 and 220 pounds and 45 years old, like you can get there. You, you know can get there. You can get there. So, yeah, a little bit of everything. Long snake center structures also do some cool stuff on the Dorito side with multiple snake paths. For many years, X-Ball layouts have dictated players' movements. Bunker A goes to Bunker B to Bunker C. I want to... I want players to have options. Choose your own adventure. There'll be like a little fork in the road. Be like, yeah. uh, Can you really put choose your own adventure? No, but I just oh, added there. I'm just thinking of things right now. I want players to have options. I want when you get to bunker B to have to go. Do you have to go to bunker C or can you go to bunker D? Hence, choose your own. Then he says, "Tell everyone to relax." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, epic. And then on top of that, if you bought new fields, you got like well, people have extra snake snake beams. So it's also a more affordable way to kind of th- like throw some concepts in there i don't know yeah. uh but yeah let's get we'll get we'll get jay jay tro on the on the show maybe next week or the week after we got a long off season plenty of time Ryan, i did want to say like one of my hopes with this um was that like other people i guess in private business would kind of figure out creative ways 
at getting involved. Um, shout out to Logan Landry, former PC Katana player. Um, I will say this. I mean, it's pretty obvious Dan Strickland, as far as putting people in uh, great financial situations, is like the best paintball team owner ever. I yeah, mean, I'll, look at the, I was gonna the, say, only two people, the only two people helping right now. Hey, do we have any more successful business owners that played on PC Katana that we could reach out to? You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> I they're like, like a packaging Scott company or... Uh, he's like, I think he owns, or he's like a CEO of a some pretty decent trucking company. I'm trying to get him back into paintball. Who is it? I was actually refing Scott Colson's first day. Scott Colson, okay. Of pace paintball, yeah. He, if Scott Colson would have grown up in Texas or California, um, he would have been insane. The uh, like, I mean, we used to have to travel like a long way to practice, like forever. Um, but that dude had starting at about 14 the most ability if he wouldn't have torn those ACLs. Holy smokes. Um, I mean, he was good. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is really cool. You know, like obviously you play paintball enough and you've been in the industry, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where if you're not like a top 10 guy, it's, it's a big, it's a big grind. And actually one of the things that, uh, I, I've heard, you know, in the media quite a bit is like just, not the media and the paintball media is like you know what defines the professional athlete versus the professional paintball athlete versus yeah and 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 one of the cool things and just and we'll we'll get your 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 answer on this one too maddie but like it's such a it's such a sigh of relief and breath of relief to like have guys like you pate who can come in you know because we have like the big investors in in the league that are really propping the league up for the most part and making sure that goes but you know that outside industry sponsorship that dried up in 2006, 2007, it just hasn't come back. And there hasn't really been anything unless you have. And even then, when we had Rockstar and Intel, those were guys who had vested interests. They, they, they were paintball, paintball fans. Yeah. The Intel guy who spent half a million bucks with, of Intel's budget, his son was a huge dynasty. Yeah, I've that said was this it. a million times so, to the people, too, where it's like, okay, well, yeah, Rockstar used to be involved and Intel used to be involved. I'm like, yeah, those are paintball guys that were at those places that were mm -hmm. like, because the big thing about the paintball is a bit of a marketer's dream. You have to have some money to play paintball or be willing to spend money. So anyone that does this at any level, unless you are, you know, the top 30 players in the world, like, you're putting money into this. And can I comment so, on this? Yeah. Okay, so I so I think a lot about this. Um, I okay. So I, I I hear a lot of people online like read what everybody's saying. Like paintball needs this company and this company and this company to get involved. Um, the target target the target market outside of paintball for marketing paintball is not energy drinks. Because let's say every single paintball person purchases an energy drink. It makes less than 1%. It's not a 0.5% is a big bump but in that size market, but whatever. But what you want are companies that have high ticket item sales on a national level. That's it. Um, your investment in Go Sports, your investment in paintball, if you have a significant return per sale or per purchase per contract sign is amazing versus mm -hmm. if you do, uh, Good point. I don't know, let's say Google AdWords or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. Like your, your traffic off of paintball isn't going to be what you're going to get off of a Google or a Facebook. But your traffic that you get is going to be... Um, 
drastically more targeted and a very good opportunity. I'm not going to tell you you're going to, it's going to be a hundred percent, but the opportunities are from what I've seen on my little bit. Um, and we're going to get involved this year. Uh, I'm like doing some type of small sponsorship in Texas for, uh, Joust, right? One of the jousts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and see what else we can do on that. So Nico was but, like for AC Diesel. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. We've tight. got a, we've got a floating Pate Smith Law thing that we can probably fire around here. No, no, we're not. I, the, if I sponsored anything, it would have to be uh, PTG. Will ball for soup. Paintball nerd. Oh no, I was gonna say play Go the sports. game because Tyler like convinced me to come back in. I mean, Damn it! I oh, thought it was gonna be you us. got Kyle's picking to hit the table. Pete. I thought it was gonna be us for sure, <laughs> for sure, for sure. I mean, but have they had you on yet? Is the question because you know Ryan and no, Smith have had you on. I don't know. I just, that uh, God, that is true. We'll have mm-hmm. to. Yeah, have yeah. To, I'll have to leverage that and put that in. We'll split it 60-40 with them. It'll work. We we actually most everybody. I would say ninety nine percent of all people who watch the Spick and Span show. Also listen to the uh, Play the Game podcast, but yeah, you know, not every Tuesday exactly at 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. It's just, you know, it's one of those things. Marcelo and Tyler do a great job. They do a great job. I didn't say, I never said they didn't do a great job. Throw it out there. I know. They're doing a great job. job. Yeah. So we play uh, a drinking game at my house, but with water because the kids are involved. Uh, Every every time that... uh, Marcelo goes, eh, I got to push back on that a little. <laughs> we, we drink a shot of water and yeah. I actually uh, have had to start doing more electrolyte packets because of it just to kind of balance it out. He does it so often. <laughs> um, and, and, you, and you know what? Uh, actually, just to kind of bring back, uh, like go back on your uh, uh, point. Wait, I forgot how funny you are, dude. <laughs> is uh, about about the sponsorship concepts and, and that those ideas. It's great. It's great. I, I talk to a lot of companies. I talk to companies all the time time about you know the the demographic obviously paintball players are 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 very loyal right very loyal. um they're they're affluent right the, the the equipment is and and you're hitting a really specific target demographic and like you said yeah selling a couple of energy drinks here and there like the guy's gonna go into the store and be like okay cool i'll buy a couple you know that's gonna that's gonna be uh ten dollars in profit over the course of the year you know but but when you when you have the bigger ticket items especially stuff where it, it pertains to like something that they can use and you're getting a lifelong like commitment most of the time. And so when I'm talking to a lot of the people who are in like the, the sub $100 categories, right? You know, $50 items or $40 items. I'm like, look, you're the concept here isn't to sell a one unit to 10 people. It's if your product is good enough, which I don't really try to try not to partner with anybody who doesn't have a good product. If your product's good enough, you're getting that customer for a lifetime and then you're getting everybody who's in their sphere of influence. And and that's something that a lot of people, especially because we have a lot of people who watch the show of products that they're coming out with, they're starting to create create businesses and thinking about marketing. And that's one of the really important things is if you have a good product, spending the ad dollars to get like random people is good. But if you have like a specific influencer or influenced person, you can get that sphere of influence around them as well. I a thousand percent agree. Um, I hate, I don't hate, I I'm not fond of traditional marketing methods for mm-hmm. high ticket item purchases. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as oft as I don't know optimal. Like, here's a good question: How many? Think about like luxury items. Uh, how many? Let's say I don't know. 
Gucci purses do you think have been sold off of like a Facebook ad for Gucci versus, you know, like a lower ticketed purse or a mm -hmm. lower ticketed whatever that they sell, right? It's as you increase your dollar per click or purchase or whatever, you need a drastically more targeted method. And paintball is perfect for that. I'll say that to the end of the earth. Well, I will say Marcelo did say when I hit, I like messaged him about this idea before he got with Maddie, and he was like, "Dude, I don't think you can get a ROI." And I was like, "Bro, I don't tell you you can't shoot people off the break." What do you <laughs> yeah, I, I don't tell you you can't lean against a can for four minutes and yell command center. Yeah, <laughs> Chris, you gotta go. Chris, you gotta go. That's all yeah, I heard the whole so time. There's a there's a joke, um, I guess, <laughs> like amongst uh, a lot of people that uh, nobody has done more in their paintball career by leaning against a bunker yelling command center than Marcelo. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I know y'all have other codes. Like I hear other people yelling charger and <laughs> stuff like that. But I have exclusively only heard Marcelo yell command center. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, shit. yeah. Oh, Pete, like I said, I forgot how funny you were, dude. I mean, we've had some conversations most about business shit, but... But that's the that's smoke and mirrors. Shit. That's why Marcel is so good. They're like, dude, he's just in that command center. How? It's, or he's just in that in that can or the back center. What is he going to be able to do? And next thing you know, they're just running into his guns and he's shooting everybody. He lulls them to death. He, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. It's like, you know, what is this guy, you know, doing back there? He's just yelling at you know command center and then next thing you know he uh just he, shoots he's in your snake like, yeah next thing snake. you know he's in your snake next. or he's in the back center yeah. like he knew it all i said it actually this he weekend like, in the me on instagram on one another one of these deals i was like oh, i'll have my wife like, send you the money <laughs> back center goat <laughs> oh blake's in there shout out blake Gerber. <laughs> like blake Gerber. Oh, back shit. center goat oh, oh man that's yeah hilarious dude so did you did you watch all the all the games? Uh, did you watch it? So, so I was in Mexico. Um, uh, he was at a rave uh, in Mexico. Yeah. Okay. But okay. didn't purposely go to it. <laughs> Tell the story. Oh, accidental accidental rave. Uh -huh. Yeah, I've heard, no, that, is, I've heard yeah. that one before. This is actually pretty uh, funny. So I was going to World Cup and um, like I was just stressed to the max for like I would mm -hmm. say. Um, three months mm -hmm. and uh, what I was trying to like accomplish I was able to knock out about 10 days before World Cup and there was like this giant like I don't even know how to explain it like weight lift off like one of the heaviest feelings ever um, lifted off of and I was just like whoa okay this this is awesome this is done and um I just needed like a break. So we, instead of going to World Cup, my wife and I went to Mexico. So I booked a last minute hotel stay. And uh, the day before, what's up? Yeah, Cabo. Cabo yeah. yeah, it's super easy. We love it down there. Um, and we try to be close to downtown and the marina so we can like pop in and out of, you know, bars and restaurants. And uh, so they call me the day before and they're like, are you going to the fiesta? And I was like, no like what fiesta and she's like i'll send you the lineup and i was like okay cool so it's like 6 p.m before we're flying to cabo the next morning and i get this email and i check it and it's like a music festival lineup with tiesto and in the email it tells me that i've like uh gotten these free tickets or whatever and i'm like okay whatever 
<laughs> My wife would not be stoked at this. Wait, you're going, yeah. It's a random rave. No, let him finish. It's great because so if you follow, we, if you follow paint on like, Instagram, it's great. We got free tickets to Tiesto. How nice! <laughs> <laughs> so we show up to the hotel, and this is the hotel where the music festival is happening. <laughs> it gets better, dude. Wait till you hear where they stayed. <laughs> so uh, they're like. Um, like walking us through, showing us everything. They like give us these armbands, you know, for it because we're at a festival. So I haven't bought a ticket for this. They're just like, okay, you're here. You have to have access to the property. Cool. So we don't even know when it starts. So we're at the pool having uh, like drinks, mm-hmm. chilling, and a DJ comes up and it's like playing. And so this is like the start DJ for the weekend. So there's like a day set, a night set, a day set like as you're at the pool, a night set with like a stage and everything. And our room looks out over the stage. It's loud. (laughs) So it actually wasn't that bad because we're behind it. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it was like you. I I had no problem sleeping. I think MK had a little. She's a lot lighter sleeper than I am. But it was was really sick. It was like I got to... uh, like pop in and out of a EDM festival unannounced and I don't know it's like a very voyeuristic like opportunity to see how people are um, it was really sick well I just thought it was hilarious that you know because uh, we were talking because you know sponsor we got has everything going okay well we got to figure this all out he's like oh, we're doing this this and this I'm like okay cool I'm going I'm like you come to cup he's like I'm going to Cabo so then I start seeing your updates from Cabo and saw that you guys just randomly got assigned the room overlook overlooking the stage essentially and uh, and then it was like where you guys would open up your sliding glass door that goes out to the patio, and then it's like now you're in the rave, and then you close the close the you know the the sliding glass door and the curtains, and now you're in your room. And I was like, did you get any sleep, bro? Because like having a three day rave go on and like yeah, right outside, right your, outside room your room is, is not <laughs> the ideal spot to be. Staying. Actually, start pretty early and didn't go too late. Um, I guess there, there's like certain rules in Cabo where the beach bars have to be closed down, but I don't know. Um, I, I don't, I don't have any clue, but it's, it was like done by like, I think Tiesto finished one night at like 1 PM, which wasn't horrible. Yeah. Fuck. That sounds like a fun little audible adventure at the end. It was uh, uh, one of the cheapest rooms I've ever got in Cabo and one of the most amazing vacation. Really? Where'd yeah. you stay? Uh, me Cabo. Me Cabo. Oh, I've heard of that place. I think. I yeah. <laughs> I think, I might have I think is that where Alex stays, and there's good. Is there a good surf spot right up front? Bro, I have no clue. I don't surf. I'm from, <laughs> I'm from Florida. We fish. <laughs> it's near the marina. <laughs> it's near the marina. Then never mind. Never mind. I thought it was the place that all, Al, all Alex resorts come. I know where you're talking yeah. about. You got to go down the beach. A, but, I know what you're talking about. You're down the beach a little bit near the Viceroy, where. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then there's another spot uh, by the airport. I think. Yeah, I was about to say, kind of um, to the um, northwest-ish, no, excuse me, northeast-ish of where the Baja 500 ends. Okay. There's a spot over there too. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a, uh, a searchable place on Google Maps with like the end, the finish line of the Baja 100. But I'll uh, I'll try to keep. Wait, it did say down. the name of the place. It said the Viceroy. Viceroy? Mm-hmm. No, no. The, yeah, that's yeah that, there's one there. Yeah. But what was the name we'll of the hotel you stayed at? <clears throat> Me oh, Cabo. Me Cabo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's that's um i i got a question for you about back to the paintball uh stuff so do you at least watch the who do you really see the highlights of who uh won the prize money so sometimes yes sometimes no i watch all the games okay uh uh, i watch a ton of paintball so i wake up kind of early anyway Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite things to do is uh watch ghost sports drink coffee and do emails at like 4 50 a.m Mm-hmm. There's nobody to bother me. Um, and then I also have this like really weird pre-paintball stretch routine. Um, because I wake up early during the week, I'm not able to sleep very late on the weekend. So I usually get up between like 4.50, 5.30 and do a foam roll stitch session and stretch session um, with coffee and go sports. So I usually see between tournaments all the games twice at least. Got it. Got it. If I would have picked, uh, I definitely wouldn't have given it to Marcelo because um, I don't know. Uh, and then I was just, my my question was going to be: like, Oh, Marcelo wins again! Like, I mean, it's like giving it to I don't know the Patriots again. I am an Alabama fan. <laughs> uh, You're an Alabama fan. They win it all the time. I mean, we didn't last year. And it's okay uh, if you win it all the time if it's your team. It's just not okay. Right. It's yes, just I'm not right. okay if it's someone else's team. Yeah. Exactly. Don't worry about me when my own team winning all the time. We're not talking about that. We're talking about those other the fucking Patriots and Dynasty. Yeah, I'm trying to like all the like your own team wins exclusively. I'm the one that wants those vibes. Bama needs them. I need diversity in other sports. I was so happy when they came out with those stickers that said, I'll kill myself if Dynasty wins again. Oh, I um, saw that. I saw that. Those are I'm funny. Kidding. I actually don't pull against John, but uh, I'm a big, I'm really tight with Mike. Mike actually coaches, coaches our D4 team. Mike, Mike who? Urena. Oh, no way. Yeah. So, oh, so are you in Houston? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Is Mike in Houston now, too? Yeah, Mike's in Houston. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I meet a couple guys who are like, yeah, I practice at Mikey's Field. I'm like, oh, man, you guys are going to get tough quick. And he's like, yeah, he beats up on us pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Those people must not be very good, then. Mike, Mike takes no prisoners. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, he takes no true. prisoners. I do love uh, the... One of the worst practices uh, I've ever had of my life. It was like 13 degrees outside, and Mike had some good paint. Um, because good, I mean, it would come out of the gun. So obviously, what? it was like I don't know, as hard as possible. Well, I want to point out he was also using a force, which shoots the is able to shoot the most brittle paint. Of course, yeah, force. Yeah. Of course, of course. You can, you can take that one for free. Thanks, dude. I'll use that, that as a new slogan. Uh, that's uh, and that. Man, oh, my hands were aching after that one-on-one session. Not a ball of his broke, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> he was just railing on my knuckles. I was like, that knuckle anywhere except my knuckles. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he's he. Mike's great, man. It, he's uh. He's, he's coming into his own quite a bit more, you know, making, like, the confidence with, you know, he used to carry the notepad around and, like, take all the notes and make sure, like, he's really dialed in. And I love his method methodology and in getting into the game and stuff, so I'm glad that he's out there coaching and getting guys getting guys into it and also making sure that uh, he checks guys. You got to keep people in check out there in South Texas. <laughs> it, uh, dude, South Texas, I'll say this, it's, uh, I've never lived somewhere, I've seen somewhere that in 45 minutes in each way from my house, I can drive to a really good field. Uh, it's There's teams that are practicing 
I mean, this is the spot. Like, it's the spot. It's crazy. Texas, dude. Texas, man. Well, te- everywhere in Texas has got something pretty cool or something forty-five minutes away from either direction. Everything's just, forty-five minutes away yeah, from Texas. Yeah, just like it's like L.A. but worse. But, well, as far as things are being far away. <clears throat> right, right, right. L.A. just has more traffic. No, like it's not like L.A. But like you know, when you're in L.A., everyone's like, oh yeah, it's twenty minutes away. They twenty minutes. Away. Oh right, 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 right. Forty Texas, yeah. same thing. They're like, oh, it's twenty minutes away. That's <laughs> twenty minutes away, bro. L.A. is like the worst place to visit ever. I I I travel a lot, man. That place, like San Diego, absolute paradise. Man, paradise. It's like, Try, try this uh, whiskey place. Best whiskey place I've been to. Oh, like place. biggest collection in the world. Where was this? Great Arrow yes. Club. Yeah, downtown. Uh, I don't think I was it Arrow Club. I can't remember. It was uh, the Arrow Club is an oddly odd place that's just got wall to wall. Oh, there's liquor. another spot. I can't remember because he was in San Diego and he was the client. Now he's like, we, we're drinking whiskey. Like we need a whiskey spot. So I was like, you got to go here. I can't. Remember what can you? I need some help. Then this is going to be this will this will be this will be a good way to uh, to to kind of to, to cap this off, like night cap it off. Can you explain? Can you explain to me what with a whiskey situation is and like what is is it supposed? You supposed to sip it? You supposed to look at Kyle's yeah. face? Can you see Kyle's face right now? He's grimacing already, just even thinking about whiskey. Because <laughs> like, no whiskey. I've guy? I've got I've got this really it. killer bottle of whiskey that Patch gave me, mm. and I'm like I drink it, and I'm not I don't know if I'm doing it wrong. I put it on the rocks, bro. Oof. <sighs> it hurts. Like, it, is, it, is it always inco- I, like incredibly uncomfortable I, to I drink? Wanna com- I want to comment on this, please. I cannot stand people who are like <laughs> purist to the form that they like affect another person's opportunity to enjoy something. Dude, <laughs> if you want to put it on whatever, put it on whatever. Yeah. Am I wrong for that? No, 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 no. no. Preach, hey, preach, bro, preach. Yeah, whiskey. enjoy it. Whiskey people, chill out. Also, wine people, don't get me started. If a lady wants to throw an ice cube in, don't gasp. It's fine. Yeah, no, uh, so my grandmother, who was a small little Irish woman, one time told me, because she used to drink uh, whiskey on the rocks, that was her preferred beverage, and uh, and this is before I acquired a taste for whiskey, and to me that was like, why would you want to drink that fire water at that point in time? And That's what it is. Fire water is pretty, yeah, you know. Pretty much, yeah. but I was like, well, you know, why, num, grandma one why do you like whiskey she didn't drink a lot but when she drank she would drink whiskey on the rock mm-hmm. and I said why do you do that she said well Matthew the reason why I do this is because when you put uh, a, an ice cube in it and it slowly dilutes the whiskey the notes of the uh, uh, and the flavors of the liquid come out and then you can actually truly appreciate it and it's an acquired taste so you know and I was I, I wasn't like that young at the I was time. twelve. No, but I was <laughs> I was eight. You know, no big deal. You know, like it's, you know, Irish. Anyway, but uh, but yeah. So you put a little, you put a little, uh, put it on the rocks, and then um, it just tastes better because it brings the flavor out. That's my opinion. I'm a rock. I'm a rocks man. Me too. Is that, yeah. Is this? Is, how, how, what do we think about this? This is this one's actually not bad. We got this one. No, that's good. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, we've got some McCallan. McCallan, twelve years. Twelve years. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a this is a Mr. Banabe gave this one to us. I've got an, I've got another one that I think is supposed to be pretty killer. I didn't put it on rocks yet. I should try it on the rocks. Um, uh, but it's it's you know, I guess it's acquired taste. I think the rocks helps because it dilutes it a little bit. It dilutes it and it brings the flavors out. Like you know, it's like if you can or drink, it dials the flavors down. You can do whatever you want. If you want to drink it neat, drink it neat. That's fine. Or without any ice or water but when you put a little bit of even the would you like to drink some of this straight out of the bottle no I do not have to drive home you I can't, want to drink yeah. session IPAs I would suggest that that's actually I'm from Alabama that's I would say until I was I don't know 
I'm 38. Uh, until I was 38, that's how I did it. <laughs> Straight out of the <laughs> Until I was, uh, how old am I today? It's called wisdom. <laughs> Shit. Uh, mm. No, my wife got me this whiskey tasting, I don't know, thing next to our house with uh, her brother, which was like a really cool thing to do with her brother. And we learned how to uh, drink whiskey, neat drink whiskey with on the rocks, like different ways to taste it. And that was really cool. And then it taught me kind of, more about wine too because the techniques from that i guess is the same as wine and that was kind of cool uh, i'm not like a real big i don't know aficionado on either but it is kind of cool to you know i don't know get the different notes that is kind of awesome you can also do it with spring water too which i know you're a big oh that's right you sure can you sure yeah. can yeah no I'm, I'm i'm look i appreciate i appreciate someone who appreciates good water I grew up in Alabama. Yeah. We had like hose pipe and then non-hose pipe. No, I know. I look, look. <laughs> I, I was a kid too. All right, I was a kid too. Also, um, you notice how you have to take your uh, goddamn water bottles around with your kids all all the time? That wasn't a thing back in the day. I never had a water bottle. I don't know Ever. what I did. I drink. I have to. Have, my mom's here. I'm gonna ask her. Did I drink water? water? I don't need to ask hey, my we mom. Use the we use the yeah. water fountain. Right. I somehow I got through my entire childhood out. never having a water. No, bottle. I didn't have six water bottles that were thermos style that had my name on no. it. Uh, hold on, I've got two things here. One is a question off this for Ryan, mm -hmm. um, but two, I just want to point out. At what point in time did everybody start getting into hydration and paintball? Because I remember my senior year of high school in a Warp Sports five-man, like not drinking any water all day. It was Alabama. It was like 110 degrees. And like, you know, passing out, running the flag in. And then somebody like threw me on top of the box, hung the flag. And they're like, hey, drink this Gatorade. You'll be good in 20 minutes. And now everybody's like, start hydrating four days before. I th if I actually, I think I'll play the game. Doesn't Marcelo and Tyler like start hydrating nine months before each tournament? Yeah, yeah. Marcelo's hydrating right now for World Cup 2024, dude. Yeah, but he sweats an abnormal amount, like to the point where it's like it's like oh, he's gotta dude. he's gotta tell you that you don't sweat nearly as much as him because he's a sweaty guy. But he sweats a lot. And at first, I thought it was because he ate pho breakfast, lunch, and dinner, so he had a lot of sodium buildup. So he was getting like he's had a lot of extra water. But he got That's off that electrolytes, dog. He got off the pho in the Seven Eleven diet, which he was on for a while, and I think he's now he's eating a lot of pizza lately. But he sweats a lot, so yes, he has to hydrate. <laughs> and the reason to answer your question is social media, my friend. And marketing in general, everybody was just out there doing their own thing, uh, and they're like, "All right, cool. I'm just gonna have." A I remember I was down in Brazil or something like that, and these guys were drinking. They just all, all they had was soda, well, just we, coke. We are we're getting, getting a lot of people in the in the chat, which uh, mad respect, boys. Uh, hose water is the taste of my childhood, mm -hmm. and and every house has a hose. So if you were thirsty at any point, you could just pull your bike over. See if the old man was chilling or not to yell at you. Run up and then just get a swig out of the ho out of anyone's hose yeah. anywhere yeah. at all in Claremont, at least where I grew up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I'd like a super specific question for you. Okay, rip it. Okay, so my mom, like junior year of high school, gave me the uh, Cap Ten Man uh, LA Open v uh, VHS for like my birthday. <laughs> And I think you're on Iron Kids, uh, and you are playing a pro team. And there's a point where you're like in an old, like I don't know, quote unquote, pump gunner wing nut, and you're shooting. I think you're shooting like a, like the first iteration of the Angel LCD. 
it might have been a single trigger LED. Anyway, so at that point, there goes a point in the game where you take all your pods from one side of your pack and put them in the other side of your pack. Why did you do that, Ryan? <laughs> Why? <clears throat> He's wanted to know this. Well, uh, I if I can remember the years. so first of all, it wasn't on Iron Kids. It would have been if it was the Cap LA Open two thousand and one. It would have been with Dynasty, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if I remember the point correctly, which I do not, I am going to have to say why would I move them is possibly because I was a little bit more exposed on the outside than the other was side. That, was the hyperball field? And and no, here, it was an airball. It was an air, airball field. It was where we. I think we won. No, 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 no. We did not win two thousand one. We won two thousand two. Um, what event? It was the LA Open. It sounds like. But I, I do this. I do this when I'm making. So say I don't need seven pods, and I'm only going to use six. Whichever direction I'm running, I pull that outside pod, and I either drop it or I move it to the other side of the of other side. I do the same thing with my squeegee, which I find absolutely bonkers to anybody who doesn't move their their straight their squeegee from one side to the other, and bonkers as in like guys on my team, Alex Fragi, Arturo Andrade, they keep their squeegee on the exact same side, and they can't feel hits when you get shot in their squeegee. Bro, bro, are you not a double squeegee, dude? No, why would I have a double squeegee? I have a force. I don't even need to use my first squeegee. So, I mean, listen. Do you break that much paint? What kind of gun do you shoot? No. You shoot a Lux? No. I tried, to use a, I tried to use a force, but they're not swaggy enough. <laughs> not swaggy <laughs> enough? I don't know. I'm, you and Marcelo both I'm, have a lot of Burberry on, and you and Marcelo just shoots a force. So I feel like you with your Burberry collar pop right now, you could shoot a force. This is this is fake. I got it at a flea market, uh, but no, I, tr- I tried to. No, I'm not strong enough. I think that's what it is. No. It's too heavy. It's all right. The V2 is significantly lighter by at least no, an I ounce. Do, I do like it. I shot like a uh, Bob Long Mark II in MPPL for like a minute. And you have the Defiant. The no, Bushmaster, the Bushmaster. I, I did. I had the Defiant two when they came out with this. You missed a good I one. I didn't have the Defiant one. I had the Bushmaster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So wait, what do you shoot? Um, I shoot a CS two, and then I've got an infamous CS three. And I actually have the. Uh, the I actually have Thomas's CS two when he had that. Uh, Sloan comes back. Like in. when they had the. Uh, fire or whatever mm-hmm. uh like text him that event and i was like yo i might start back playing paintball are you selling a gun and uh he was like yeah he sold me that uh that cs2 and then i used it for like a year because uh i really like my vacant wish for when i was with pc katana um i shot that like way longer than i should have that was a huge mistake and then um then got that cs2 and i've used it like three or four years okay all right well Two and a half years. Can't fault that. It's okay. You don't need to be specific on the dates. It's all right. We, we're, just, we can't, we're not going to fault you for it. I was just trying to get some details. We're just. Have you, have you, have you shot one of the? Uh, do you like shoot other guns ever? Yeah, of course. I do plenty of clinics. I, I, I deal with, I deal with, I deal with people's guns. All Would you not agree that anything above seven hundred dollars, it is just preference? Do you think? <laughs> so I will say preference that preference is important. Yeah, preference is important. You do get a little bit. Uh, so basically, what I, what I believe uh, this is in reference to is I do think that the 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 one eighty series of the uh, Eclipse markers is is very competitive and will work incredibly well for you. 
Uh, I like that mid-level dial one too. Um, okay. God, what what is that thing called? Uh, the rail uh, or the DSR. The DSR. Mm. Yeah. Well, all the Ironman use it. It's got. They've got like things you can uh, put inside of it. I got. We had one on the team. I've actually got it now. Um, I like it. it. Just doesn't get a whole lot of. I don't know. It's it's not my vibe. It's the same with the uh, with the force. I tried the force. Mm-hmm. It just didn't give me that good feel. I mean, I know people that love it though. Right, right, right. So maybe I, I should give it another try. It's like I didn't like sushi the first time I had it. Now I'm just about it. There you go. There you go. There you go. Sometimes the sushi gives or you whiskey. diarrhea, or whiskey, or whiskey, or or red wine. There's a lot of things that sometimes they just got to grow on you because they are in fact better. Drinking out of glasses instead of bottles. Yeah, yeah. Drinking out of a yeah a cup instead of a hose. Like, Amen. you know, sometimes it'll get the job done, but is it really right for you? Maybe not. Maybe not. I, I like this. This, you is, this is good. Sometimes, sometimes. You guys, you guys should make a shirt that says, says that. Rip the bandaid off. Go Shoot the force. force. There we go. All right, I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, rip the bandaid off. Go with the force. Go with field one. Rip the bandaid off. That's free. Yeah, our, our slogan actually has been, and, it, and, and I mean, it's been working, but it's like, um, we win every tournament, shoot the force. I don't. That was I will say this, before something. Marcelo shot the force, he had uh, arms drastically smaller than my wife, and now look at him, he's no. got trapped up, he's got the force, I'm just, is there a correlation? I don't know. I will say, one time, I picked Mike's gun up, and I was like, Mike, why is your gun so heavy? And then I realized he has nine pounds of tape around his tape. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a gun, and it's not. It's uh, He has enough tape tape there. I, I would say a quarter he's, to a half inch of tape. He's got a lot of tape all over saying. everything. He's got a lot of tape. But he's also got big hands. Mike's got big I, uh, hands. Gorilla Mike. When I was in law school, I didn't have uh, very much money, and I still played paintball. And I had a tank that was like, I don't know, six or seven years out of hydro, and I just wrapped tape around the uh, That's the move. Tape. That's the move. <laughs> I, yeah. I was trying to get the reg off of mine, and I was hitting it against the curb heart so hard that I chipped it, so I just put tape around that. <laughs> it ch- Cosmetic. Cosmetic. Pure cosmetic. Mm-hmm. If it blows, I might need to give you a call. Like, I mean, What's y'all that? sound like a bunch of pussies talking about weight on guns because, like, you know, yeah, Maddie, autococker, fourteens and autocockers and stuff. So, and I was not Maddie, that big. Did I'm you not ever, as big as I am back did then. Did you ever shoot a die steel, a die um, stainless? I did. Fuck yeah, I did. Absolutely. That was the first. That was the first accessory that I ever spent money on. Though I will tell you, because I, if you bought a two-piece barrel between the years of 1998 and about 2001, I made that barrel for you. Um, I'm, well, maybe there's like a 95% chance I made it for you. So. You might have made the first barrel that I made. Get this. It took me. So I had to buy my barrel. It was $120, $139. Yeah, really, $139. Yeah, right. expensive. I was working with Yosh. $5 an hour, store credit only, full retail. Yeah. With tax, that thing almost cost me 80 hours. That was like but, 80 hours of, but of part-time honest, work. But to be honest, but then once I worked at the dye warehouse for enough time, I realized that that's not actually the most accurate barrel to shoot, the, 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 a two-piece barrel. It was a one-piece, one-piece. Aluminum, aluminum barrel. But we would hone them out in, in steps so that you would have the front of the barrel uh, was uh, honed out to a bigger hmm? bore size hmm. than the accelerator, the back part. Um, but, the, but a one-piece 14, uh, I mean, whatever, man. It's like... So I could talk about barrels for hours, but uh, but yeah, I, I became quite a barrel specialist right after now. working to die all those years. I have a bag right now with uh, old All Americans in it. I actually randomly, if it's raining outside, shoot one piece All Americans. 
mostly because it's swaggy. You guys wouldn't know about that with the forces, but no, 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 no. I'm I. He's <laughs> <laughs> got you, bro. He's got, He's you. got me. I'm just gonna pull out the Burberry shirt again, but I don't know. I just, I just can't do it. I just, I can't. I can't win. I already know. I just you're. I, lawyers are good. They've got the gift of gaff. You know how to. You know how to sell the audience. You know. You, you've got me beat. Just I'm gonna. I'm gonna relinquish it. Yeah. We just don't have the swag. I thought I did. I put. I get old. I put the hat on. You know. I wear the, what the young kids are wearing. Maddie knows. I wear what the, the kids at Kyle are wearing. You know. And it just. The, are the young kids it, wearing those hats? I, th- I hope so. I don't give a shit what the fucking one young kids are wearing at this point in my life, to be honest. <laughs> I realized I was old this week, and I don't know any rap music that's less than two years old. Well, that's because all the new rap music is trash, Pate. That's why. That's because we're I'll, old. Uh, no, no, we no. no I don't think. It's, I don't it's think objectively like, yeah. trash. And yeah, I our, have this our, argument. Mm-hmm. And we have it now, but uh, we don't have to. We should shelve it because we got to talk about paintball shit. Kyle likes the rap now. There's like one percent of it is good, bro. He likes the rap now. Most of it is fucking. Kyle, Kyle. The more tattoos you have on your face, the name, better the rapper. Yeah. Name one rap song right now that is good. Uh, that not, ne- neither one of the three of us will make fun of you about. Go ahead. I well, I didn't say that statement, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan threw Kyle directly under the bus. No, rap's Kyle. not that good right now, but I do like rap. I mean, I like a lot of music except for country. There's some good country music, dude. I know, but I just don't like it. I used to not like country music, too. Yeah, maybe. When I, was younger, you know, bro. Okay. I didn't years. like country music except for when I was real little, and then I moved to Texas. And one of the craziest evenings of my life, uh, I went to somebody's birthday at a line dancing bar. I know that sounds very benign, but it is a, whew, it is a wild situation. I'm going to tell you. Uh, the line dancing bar more wild than the EDM uh, concert pool party. Bro, I would agree. We I mean, did I, we I've did been, a line dancing bar uh, yeah. thing at at uh, at uh, Archie's wedding. Yeah, I mean, as a San Diegan, not really steeped in. Uh, grew up, my family played some music, so more folk music, old school country. I really appreciate that type of music. Never into country. You go to a, a legit country bar, bro. Especially if you're a younger single man, you're gonna have a good time. And if you're not, then oh, you're the asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be prepared to really immerse yourself into what is actually going down in there. You're like, you can't. The steps aren't that hard to figure out. Dude. No, that part's easy, but you gotta the, be confident. You gotta be, you gotta do it. You gotta go. You gotta move. You gotta move through the. You gotta go through the. I will. I will say this: if I was a single man, I would go around town to line dancing bars and stand and just say. No, I don't know how. Do you guys have anybody to teach me? And I guarantee you there's like a divorced late 30, early 40-year-old woman that will teach you how to line dance. And I don't know. I'll just I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that is great words yeah. of wisdom to leave it on. Uh, <laughs> hey, thank you so much hey, for you're what the you man. do, brother. Uh, yeah, you're a paintball patron, and we truly are blessed to have you around, bro. Mm-hmm. For real, no problem. Yeah, thanks for support. Thanks for support. I see your thumb already going to hit the button. <laughs> it's like my daughter when she says bye. I don't get to say goodbye. Sorry. She's already trying to hit the button. Yeah, thank you very my much. Daughter came in here to, oh. to remind me about dinner, but yeah, oh, perfect timing. <laughs> perfect timing. Daddy, are you on the boys' team or what? Because me and Sally are gonna battle downstairs. <laughs> 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 All right, Pete. Thank All right, you. Guys. Thanks, man. Thank you for what you do. Appreciate it.
right. We will uh, talk to you guys later. I appreciate it. All right. Peace, brother. Little dude. Thanks, man. <laughs> awesome. Well, that was that was a that was a great. Uh, Pete Smith, little, dude. Pete, that was that's Pete Smith right there. One, one liners, dude. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't hold back either. He's got uh, he's got his, his finger on the trigger, as you would say. Um, that's who is sponsoring the movie, the event at all times. Yeah. Uh, someone asked in here actually, Matt, while this is going on, want to want to uh, want to just yeah, we did get some this. questions on the chat. Uh, did you see the one about can anybody kind of sponsor? Could can some anybody else throw their hands at the ring? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, so with that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say hit me up on Instagram. Um, uh, we could discuss. Uh, it's you kind of. It's not just kind of anyone can do it, right, but, right, right. But but, but at this, so we have to vet it a bit. But yeah, because but I'm all about trying to. I mean, that was a no brainer when that mm-hmm. when you know because when Marcelo was like, hey, there's this dude named Pay. He's a hardcore paintball dude, and I had, uh, and then Robbie Goldsmith. I I know about Pay. Right, 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 right. Anyway, so then Pay and I were talking. And I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? And it ended up working out. Now and now we've been able to bless a bunch of people with some money, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and it works out. It's it's a win win for him. So it's a it's a win yeah. for everybody. Yeah. So yes, it, there's definitely a possibility. I would say hit me up on Instagram. We could discuss it further. Um, yeah. So excellent. But yes, I'm not. Yes, I'm not going to be gatekeeping. Uh, to, you know, sending money towards the players, dude. Like if <laughs> if you if you're independently wealthy, and you, we could we'll find an award to give out, dude. Um, to, to get people paid. Yeah, and also you know you can always you sponsor the Spick and Span show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this; it, it is going directly show. into into sponsor. studio upgrades. Yeah. We need to get like a thinner table right here so we can add more guests. Uh, Kyle, nice. you launched. Pete uh, was in there. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, we've been running. Massive sale on uh, Tigerware. Everything's discounted. Black huge. Black Friday, early yeah. Black Friday. Yeah, headbands uh, are. Big big deals there. All right, guys. Uh, right now or after the show, if you guys want to jump over to Tigerware.co. Uh, yeah. You can jump in and grab uh, some discounted merch off of their sites. Also, Gen X is having pod deals, uh, uh, chest protectors, pod bags, which are a huge hit. Uh, HK is having uh, their entire Black Friday uh, sale all month long. I do believe that they are giving away 15 of these Spick and Span headbands and cases, which are pretty cool. Those things came out great. Got a little Spick and Span patches. I put mine on my bag. Someone at the airports between here and Dallas and Phoenix and, and Orlando must be huge Spick and Span fans because they've all been ripped off mm. of my bag. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I appreciate the support of the baggage claim uh, handlers on American <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> at least they know what they're looking at. Yeah, at least you know. Um, so, uh, Maddie, let's let's talk a little bit real quick uh, here, kind of wrapping up um, before we got a gigantic case to open up. Also, could have explosives, could have rattlesnakes, could have I don't know what are in there. Um, could be the end. Could be a, some sort of uh, dirty bomb. I don't know what's in that case, but it's given to uh, uh, Ag Spam. You see him in the chat every so often. We're gonna open that up pretty soon. Yeah. But Matt, let's just give a quick little recap on uh, on World Cup. And, and I do want to ask you one question that the Champs Club members asked. Oh yeah, let's get, get the notes. let's get the notes out. Um, I do want to ask um, a question that the one of the Champs Club members asked last night, mm-hmm. and it was specifically about who are it was. He asked a two-part question. It was who are some players that are underrated, and is there a team that you think is underrated? Uh, Elliot Weaver was our guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elliot Weaver. So I, I feel like at this point, it, you know, um, he should not be underrated, but right, I, I yeah. feel like he's probably still, you know, because there's different levels of fandom. Sure. So you're gonna have the hardcore people. I mean, obviously, you know, Pate saying he's watching. 
every single event twice because he puts it on and it's like his soothing thing. It's like his ASMR mm -hmm. in the background while he's answering emails, doing his mm -hmm. law firm stuff. Um, so, but if you watch enough paintball, there are certain names that will pop up out of the, uh, you know, out of the out of the normality that we normally see out of there as far as the level of play is concerned. I feel like Elliot Weaver is a player to watch moving forward. Uh, I feel like he's been underrated now um, for a little bit, but he just in the past two years started to get really good. Uh, so he would definitely be one of those guys. Um, and then as far, you know, to be honest, I mean, and this isn't any surprise if anyone watched World Cup, Aftermath was very impressive at World Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, they yeah. Were, yeah, they were incredibly impressive. Um, you know, somebody in the chat was like, why does Maddie hate Aftermath? Like, mm -hmm. I don't hate or I don't love or hate anyone just specifically. It's funny because that was a player on Aftermath's dad. What's up? That was a player on Aftermath's father. Well, here's how it works. Maddie <laughs> hates he's, he's... everybody but Dynasty, just like the refs. <laughs> no, and Tom Cole. Well, the things, look, I, I'm, my, because people come and be like, oh, Maddie, say good things about me. And that's not how it works. It's a very, very specific thing. If you're doing well, mm -hmm. I'm forced to talk about who, how well you're, mm -hmm. you're doing. And if you're playing bad, I'm forced to talk about how bad you're playing. Mm -hmm. So if you look at Aftermath, specifically starting the year at 13th and then a 6th, mm -hmm. and then going 18th and 16th with a terrible plus, I think their plus minus was like a negative 24 for those two events total. So they were really bad for two events, but now they completely redeemed their season and looking like that team is legitly rebuilt. Uh, and they had a, a plus 11 at World Cup. They went undefeated in the prelims, beating Revo, New York Extreme, the Saints, and the Bears. Um, and then beat Level in the wild card round and then ended up losing to the Tauntauns by two. Incredibly. Yeah, you're not playing favorites out there. No. You, didn't get, you weren't on us. You've, I've been, I, I've like, been yeah, working with you for how many years now? I don't know. So how do I shoot it? Pretty straight, fucking yeah. straight, right? Yeah. And I have to. That's my job. Yeah. Um, so if you, you know, and if you. People that I talk to in the off season or people that come to me for advice, there's a you know, aftermath. No, in the same situation there, there are people that I've talked to on that team, and and if you're playing like shit, then I'm gonna analyze that and say, well, do this, this, or this, or maybe you should train these drills or do this, you know. And if you're playing awesome, well, there's still different ways <laughs> that you can discuss how that can be improved. Um, but to me, aftermath was a huge story at Cup. I actually love Aftermath because they are a very, uh, you know, they're a SoCal team. I'm a SoCal dude, so we all have our biases. I'm actually biased towards Aftermath. But here's the thing. I'm actually harder on the Dynasties and the Ironmen and the Aftermaths and the, the, the people from California than I am on everyone else. Because, or like yourself, you know, like I know what you're capable of. So when I don't see that, then you're going to hear it from me a little bit more than it would be from some random dude that hit me up for some advice because I'm not going to give that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll... I'll give it to him straight, but I'm not going to give it to him like his coach would, totally. you know? So that's how this works. Um, you know, so that's kind of the, that's the situation there. And yeah, man, I mean, one of the big stories now heading into next season is can they keep that going? You know, can they keep that team together? Uh, there's talking about underrated guys. I mean, pretty much if you're on aftermath squad right now, you're underrated, you know, because for what they just did, again, they beat Revo who went deep. Um, they beat them in their first game uh, on Thursday. Uh, then they beat New York Extreme, who has only lost to that point in time two games all year long in the prelims, uh, which is very impressive. Uh, everyone's been beating up on the Saints, so they beat them by six. Uh, sorry, five. Solid win there. And then they beat the Bears by five. Mm -hmm. You know, so and the Bears have a lot of talent too. Bears would definitely get one of my awards for underperformances of the year. 
unfortunately. Especially really... if you're winning them and them and the NYX guys. I'm pretty sure they they did that the sideshow thing. They both performed very well in that, and I think they yeah. were like, we got this shit in the bag, dude. <laughs> World Cup locked got up, boys. Bag, we're at the Hormesis party drinking beers, yeah. getting loose, and then next thing you know, get their asses kicked. Yeah, no, it was it was cool. So it was, um, it, you know, again, talk about underperformances. It, it, you know, it's it's also if you it's like with the Hurricanes, New York Extreme. If if I'm on a if I, we're at a track meet and I know it's a simple metaphor, but it's very uh, apropos and simple um, to wrap your head around. So is that if that so if you're so if 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 I put up a, a you know a five or a six foot um, high jump and you can easily clear that and all of a sudden you can't clear six feet anymore and if I keep moving that up, you know obviously it's going to get harder. But if you can't clear that, then it's I'm wondering okay what's what's wrong? Mm-hmm. I, I've seen you do this time and time again. Something must be up because you have the inability to do something that for you has become routine. And so for the Hurricanes and their performance at this event, because the Hurricanes, if you look at their year out of five events, they go 7th, 7th, 6th, 5th, 21st. Yeah. What happened? And their plus minus, not horrid, but bad for them. Uh, a negative nine. You know, 12 points for 21 against, um, went one and three in the prelims. Then you look at Aftermath, sitting on their plus 11, beating everyone up in the prelims. And then uh, Level was scrappy too. You know, that was a yeah, redemptive, well. redemptive moment for Level at Cup. Uh, as they were able to, you know, you know, get passed out of the wild card round, and they had a, also an abysmal year for level 16th, 16th, 13th, 14th, and then a 12th. But that 12th is, you know, they made a Sunday, and then, um, you know, and sorry, and then lost uh, that one point game against Aftermath, you know. So, and then Aftermath went on to lose to the Tauntauns by two. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, there was 240-ish pro players uh, playing the game at uh, at World Cup. Um, I mean, how I could continue to go on, but maybe do we have any more questions from the chat? Because there's a lot of different ways we could take this. No, no, no. You can, you can kind of, you can kind of throw some stuff in there. I was gonna get uh, Zizek from the Paintball Nerd on, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be talking with him tomorrow on his show. Uh, we were gonna get some stuff going, but you know, we ran a little, little long with Pate, uh, and I want you to, you know, get your shine on everything and and talk a little bit about. Uh, I, I want to go through World Cup because you, you have you done a post cup not yet we show? will we'll have a, and you we'll will, have a right? post cup show I've been working on some you know because you know at Go Sports we're, we are working on you know because the NXL is trying to push um, things towards a broader audience right and uh, though there's nothing set in stone yet it does come on across my table as something that that's a project I'm working on you know? okay so, cool um, so I've been working on that post cup. Cup was also fucking gnarly, uh, five day uh, show, so it took a little recovery, dude. Um, especially with the food poisoning from the sushi that I had to work through. Anyway, but <laughs> but uh, but you know, so we start with you know, again, just kind of just rail through it. Dynasty looked great again, three wins this year, two third places. Jesus You're Christ, that down. Dynasty looked great again. This yeah, year. I just yeah. Gotta, I got because that way I can go because I got my notes here. So Dynasty looks great. Well, I was, 11, just, I was and now I'm just going to go like, we, all we the way back when, I, when I'm talking about putting up a, a certain gonna, uh, high jump measure here. that you guys need to jump. I'm just going to go back here one year ago. I mean, I'm glad you got uh, some Dynasty looks time. great again, here. Good, again, yeah, know? finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of expected that. Uh, it was cool to see our, just on the Dynasty tip. It was cool to see uh, Arturo. Um, get the starting I, nod. I didn't. Say, I didn't say that enough in the last episode last week. I. I, I was. I'm so proud of Arturo and how so he played. Well. He played very well in practice, 
And uh, and I was like, dude, he's gonna be the guy in that spot. Like he just keep it up because he was making the moves, he was doing yeah. the right things. Because the biggest thing for the tower right there, because yeah. everybody's like, we kind of need a tall guy. Like, we really need a Blake. Spot, we need a Yosh. We need like we yeah. need the tallest guy to play that spot. You need Rainy. But here's what you also need is a guy versatile enough and quick enough to be able to play the snake. Yeah. Because he would have to fill across that way and make moves up the middle, and and not like Yoshi and Blake are not those guys, also. But you, when you have Arturo's, it's a snake guy, yeah. And and that came at the cost of us not seeing guys make it moves on that outside a couple yeah. of times. But he was just he was just doing it so well. He was doing such a good job of it. Yeah, um, he was, dude. And, was, and he really earned his spot. Yeah, you know, everybody's well, really proud. Well, the, one of the things that I have to look at too, you know, when we go into to doing prep for doing a documentary, is the the storylines. Mm-hmm. And that's a great storyline. Yeah, you know, sure a guy is. that's been working his ass off for years and mm-hmm. been a, more of a utility and a role player, and he's got some spins, but then you know he earns that starting spot. So mm-hmm. that was cool uh, for you guys. Again, I could do an hour long show, and we probably will. We don't need to talk about, about Dynasty. Everybody talks about us enough. Uh, um, let's go with. Well, uh, just, let's talk about. Let's talk about. Yeah, uh, just give me a name and I'll. Let's go with. I wish we had another one. We've got the juicy uh, thing right here, which we'll talk about juicy rumors in a second. But like, hey, you blew it. Let's talk about X Factor. Yeah, this was a rough one for X Factor. Um, fifth, fourth, second, fourth, sixteenth. Uh, didn't make it out of the prelims. Um, they had a rough practice also because we practiced them well, in, in Impact. But yeah, and then, it was just like they were just. It was so strange how the, some of the points they lost. Well, the the thing is though is that if you you know you kind of go to the. Uh, the brackets, the way that the brackets kind of broke down. Let me get to the brackets real quick. Uh, it was fascinating how some of these brackets worked out because that was the crazy bracket mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you're sitting with X Factor, Diesel, Level, Uprising, and Lucky 15s. And there was, I was going to say, some people could have made a bunch of money on choosing Level and Lucky 15s to be the top two teams coming out of that bracket because those odds would have been astronomical. You would right. have made some really good money. And, and apparently somebody did. Because there was somebody uh, well, side bets, well, not, we, yeah, side yeah. bets. Well, because we did bring, yeah. There's betting on, uh, kind of overall to win. Somebody made some money off Dynasty, uh, you know, against the field. But the point is, is that yeah, it's paintball, dude. Of course, there's gonna be side bets going on. But uh, one of the lucky fifth James, the uh, former coach, but then now a starter for Lucky Fifteens, came on, and he was saying how. What do we got? There's something I need to talk about. Oh, Isaac's just gonna is telling Ryan how he's gonna make him sit in the green room for an hour tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry, Isaac. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, but, but coming out of, he's watching the show already, but but coming out of that bracket level and lucky 15s, I mean, dude, that's a, that's a cool paintball story there too. Uh, but the problem there is that that means both, you know, the three favorites in that, even though levels ranked above uprising, you could still with uprising having done, you know, do for a decent performance. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, again, it's been very frustrating for you guys, too. Obviously, Kyle, with another 15th place, only making one Sunday. Um, but Wait, I don't think we got 15th place. That's what the... Go look no, it up on APPA. I, I might have written it wrong. Give him a couple extra. Just, I mean, so I, you took 12th. There's a, a lot of writing he here. Didn't get Give him 12th place. Give him 12th. I don't know. Let's look. Um, talking about... Let's talk about you blew it. How yeah, about NYX? Yeah, that's what Oh, that weird. Says. I'm right. That's strange. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> hey, probably not that give, right. Give him 12. You got 12. You got 12. <laughs> Matty was wrong. You got 12th place. Well, there's... Yeah, yeah, so carry the one, but but so yes, X Factor twenty four teams. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, exactly. They added those. They all push it up. We don't count Joy Division. Yeah, Tauntauns yeah. were ahead of you, Lucky Fifteen. Yeah, yeah. You took you took twelfth. Yeah, there you that, go. That's that's yeah, right. Carrie, that's Carrie the math I was thinking. Yeah, that's right. Amongst American pro teams. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it. so, you know, X-Factor was sitting on a plus one. They went two and two just on the on the edge there. Beat Uprising by one, lost a level by one, beat Lucky 15 by three, and then lost to Diesel, you know? So, but considering that X-Factor's been like this, when you hit Cup and don't make a Sunday, uh, that's a really frustrating performance for them. But, but I love that roster. Um, I really believe in the roster that X-Factor has. I think that roster can win a tournament. If they, as we head into this off season and things start to get crazy. That's one of the rushes that I look at where you look a little bit deeper past their starting five. And, you know, as you guys well know, it's not just the, just the, you know, your three stars or whatever it may be. Every team's a little bit different, but it's about the team and everyone that's there. And I just, for X Factor's sake, I hope they can keep it together. And also yeah. X Factor is a team that will go get players too. Right. So right, I'm wondering, right, right. I haven't talked to Ryan about it yet, I don't really know where what as far as this is legit. I'm not sure if they're in talks with anybody or what the situation is. We're kind of starting to get into that season right now, but um, we're still, we're just, we're in the juicy rumor season right now, and well, I haven't really heard much. Don't, I don't know well, if you there, have. There is some news to break uh, today. I don't know if it's actually breaking news. It might have broken already. Hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. Juicy. <laughs> Damn, you guys are upgrading things. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Let's move that right here. Yeah, there we go. All right. Get us some graphics, um, dog. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. first of all, do you know what happened to Ethan Castro? Do you know why he was not at the event? Yeah, after reg regular life stuff. Um, okay, okay. Uh, but, dude, Cody Chong. Wow, Cody Chong really stepped yeah, up for one. Aftermath. Big event. Uh, obviously, you don't do as well as Aftermath did, uh, going undefeated through the prelims, sitting on a plus 11, making it into the quarterfinals, and kind of, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, yeah, they lost by two, but they kind of barely lost to the Tauntauns. So, that's impressive, man. I mean, that team is going to, I'm really... If they, that's another team that if they can keep those guys together as they move on into 2024, I'd be real. I'm very interested to see how things are going to shake out with aftermath. Um, but yeah, and then and they could because they could get Castro back. Mm -hmm. So now you have Chong, Castro, and they're probably not going to bring Quentin Duchesne back. He was hit or miss. He had some penalties. He played very aggressive in some points. Uh, I mean, Quentin Duchesne is an offensive phenom from Europe. Love Quentin, but. That's not a guy though. He wasn't if, the one. If, he yeah. wasn't what carried the if, team across. Yeah, but if they get, if, but again, if they get Castro back, now you have Chong and Castro. That would be instrumental for the potential success going on to next year. Um, wait, what was the question? No, that was. I mean, I don't know. Uh, NYX. Let's talk about them blowing it. Yeah, they. They. <laughs> well, it, it. It. It came down to a one on one. Uh, yeah, but it shouldn't even come down to that. Yeah. Well, you know, so they're they beat the Bears by three. <laughs> Lost to Aftermath by one, beat the Saints by six. Uh, but the but the issue in that one was that you know again you're you're it was Revo and Aftermath. So you know NYX Revo Aftermath Bears Saints, and Revo and Aftermath. It's just a tough cut. You know no wild cards taking the top two from each division. Uh, but when you're but when you're New York Extreme, when we're sitting at a situation as I'm I'm looking at all these teams' historical trajectory. So. Obviously, Dynasty's been at the top now for a good three years. They've had these ebbs and flows throughout their their seasons, and they've been whooping some ass. One over Tw half twenty three years. Twenty three. Yeah, I know. Twenty three. Like, yeah, but you guys did have some dry spells here. Or there. Yeah, where we where we only won series championships and or World like Cups you know eked out like a win per year. But no, but yes, eek, but it's been incredibly it's been incredibly impressive. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are. You've set the bar, you know. Four right. World Cups right. in a row. No, no, you don't, don't, don't Whatever, dude. Just go it. check out all. I, 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 I give, I've been us. patting you guys on the back forever, but right now we're talking about New York Extreme. So the situation is, is that when you are getting 
to be really good where you're making every single Sunday, you're making it deep on some Sundays. Well, now the question is actually, well, how good are you? Can you win a tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is that possible for this current group? And I do think that is possible, absolutely, for New York Extreme. But you kind of get into a point where it doesn't really have a lot to do with your physical skill because they've beaten all the top teams. they put up huge numbers in the prelims, gone undefeated. Again, they only lost two games all year long in the prelims heading into World Cup. But then are they mentally ready to win a tournament? And so fourth, fifth, fifth, seventh, and then a 13th um, and going two and two. So again, yeah, they may look at that and, and rightfully so for their specific trajectory as a disaster, but that probably is going to uh, hyper-motivate those individuals to become the best players that they can be in the offseason. And I think you're going to see if they can keep that team together a very, very, very tough New York Extreme in 2024 that maybe is ready to win a tournament. So you know? one question, I don't know if it's ever been like looked at. The stats would be cool to look at, to oh. see. Uh, but on like a newer team, like what's the time frame before their first win? I know there's not many teams, but like... Well, we're looking like a Revo. What, what do you mean by newer well, Revo team? Hasn't, well, Revo hasn't won. Well, I know, but they're not a newer team. You know, so do you well, mean... Yeah, no. Well, you're saying, going, but, going well, back... You're saying like also like <clears throat> NYX could be in a position to like win. I, I think I, they're getting there, yes. <laughs> so he's yeah. saying like what's the what's the time frame? Like, like for instance, I'll just give you guys an anecdote from history. Like Dynasty in their first year pro won an event. Yeah, like what is like, strange in their first year thing. or two won an event like if you just kind of like look at through the the history books and stuff stuff like that like it gets excessive didn't win a tournament their first year pro um so like that's what i'm kind of like i think that's what kyle was asking i'm pretty sure we did, but whatever well i don't think pretty sure we did in the last what i think we did win. Sure. i don't know since i've been playing pro what, 13 years that, that's never happened um, so wait, hold on. I'm getting rookie multiple. teams. It's so like rookie rookie new well, teams coming in. It, but it, again, a rookie team would be a notorious sophomore season Hurricanes. Now going into their third year, they you know talk about gigantic. The the biggest underperformance of all of the World Cup was the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took twenty first. They went art in, chaos. They were, that would be yeah, a, that's, yeah, yeah, that, that would but be these are, but, also, but they were like one and then they took dead last. And they won and they took dead last. But there are nuances. Look, there are nuances to this discussion. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about a superstar squad assembled by a rich guy as like a re- yes. That's true. You know, that's so, true. Yeah, okay, sure. By name, they're a rookie pro team, but by legacy of the actual superstar players that have been paid, like you guys. Like yeah. the, you know, the, the original Latin Saints. underperformance from you guys. That wouldn't really have been like... No, Great, I, and but, I'm not saying yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm so just like, talking yeah, about like teams a, that are like kind of homegrown. Maybe they have like a, a legacy, like a legacy team. So a I, new, I think there's a recipe. Team, you need six or you need threats and vets. Yeah, you need probably like I, I don't know. Again, it would be good to look at the stats of what it takes to win for newer teams or how many vets that have already won. Do you need? Is like that but, but it's recipe. it's 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 not science; it's art. You know, and no no uh, pun intended with art chaos. But you know, the the situation <laughs> is that. What are you doing right now? No, no, no! Don't worry about it. I'm, okay. I'm listening to you. I was laughing at that. Well, your, I, was, your I don't your think pun, anybody was going to take it as a pun. Well, no, no, no. But yeah, but so that's this. Okay, look. Uh, the only real homegrown team we're talking about here, except for well, aftermath could be homegrown. Um, but Hurricanes, after a 7th, a 7th, a 6th, a 5th, every single Sunday for four events, two they made last year, heading into Cup, I'm like, all right, are they ready to win an event, especially a World Cup? I don't know. Again, that is completely up to them. I you mean, this see. is completely my opinion, and this is no knock on any young team. You know, we didn't have a good year either, but, like, shit, man, it's... 
I don't know. Look at the last 13 years. Who who has won besides uh, Impact, Dynasty, Russians, Infamous, Cups or tournaments? Just no, just tournaments? tournaments. Yeah, I actually crunched these numbers. I don't have them, that specific set of notes right in front of me, but... Yeah, th this is just it goes to show you that no, no one else wins. Yeah, you know, like but, but but what I tell teams coming up all the time, I was like, and I actually use you as in, you, I, I specifically use you by name, is I say, you know, Ryan Greenspan did not come out of the womb a championship paintball player. Yes, you were very good at a very young age. We tried to get you on the Ironman when you were like sixteen, but it does, and there and and everyone has a certain level of talent. But you had to work for that, you know, like right. it, it wasn't given to you the, you know, maybe the, you know, if we want to get metaphysical about it, maybe the gods did decide that you guys would be blessed in that way, but you still had to endure those trials that you were, you put yourselves through in those situations. Um, and so, yeah, it's hard to win a fucking paintball tournament, but I don't want to sit here and say that the only people that can win paintball tournaments are these top-level teams. You guys are 40 fucking years old. You have no right dominating the league the way that you have been, and this is why I tip my hat in respect to what you guys have done because it puts another bar up. It's like, dude, you know, it's like guys that are 30 that have been doing this for a long time still can look at that and be like, Jesus Christ, these fucking Dynasty Core well, guys are, are fucking everyone up, and, and I can definitely use that. That's... You know, you could say that's not that's not subjective at all. Dynasty has been fucking people up now for two and a half years at 40 years old, 39, 40, 41. That's fucking impressive, dude. So it's like, but, you know, when you look at these other teams, and I have used you guys also as an example when with the Notorious guys going back to California when they had messed up some situations up and lost a game. And I, Ryan was like, I came over and was talking to him and I started talking to guys a little bit. I'm like, by a show of hands, how many people think this is a game of fucking reflexes? This is not about how quick you can snap shoot. Right. That's, that helps, but that's not what this game is about. And you guys were about to play a game. I'm like, look at those guys right now. If I put Ryan Greenspan and Alex Frazier and Yosh Rao on a machine and I test their reflexes, how old are you guys? Show of hands. How old are you? 21, 22? Early, everyone's in their early 20s. If I'm like... Okay, hold on. What you got? Oh, you said show hands? Oh, no, 20, sorry. 21, 20, no, you ain't 21 yeah. anymore, dog. But uh, but it's like by <laughs> show of hands, if I put a 22-year-old who's athletic on a machine and I test the reflexes, that guy's probably going to beat you in a test of reflexes at your age. But that's not what... Because your reflexes, that's a that's a thing that slowly goes away over time. And it's with baseball, this is measurable. It's been measured. Anyway, mm. the point is is that that's not what paintball is about, dude. Right. It's about the mentality you have, the tenacity you bring to it, the overall accumulation of experience and skill that you have uh, you know, learned the hard way. That's what this is about. So when I look at like the hurricane, when I say, are they ready to win an event, that has doesn't have a ton to do with their skill. Mm -hmm. In New York Extreme, Hurricanes, they've proven they can beat the best teams in the world. Can, are you fucking mentally ready right. to go to a Sunday and put a run together where everyone collectively believes, everyone individually steps up, and and you have a day, you know? And until you've actually done that before, it, it can seem like an impossibility because, again, you look at all these, you know, you will go back and look at the history of it, and you're like, oh, well, there's only been like six or seven teams that have won any tournaments in the past you know, decade, right? Yeah, true. But also another thing is that a lot of the other teams cannibalize the pl the best players from these other teams to take to their teams to bulk out these other teams to keep them hyper-competitive. I would say when Ironman won at the beginning of that COVID year, that was probably the closest yeah. it's been. Because it, although Ironman has won in the past, that was a lot of newer guys to the league that hadn't won yet. Mm -hmm. Most of their team was com comprised of that. I, I agree. I so agree I, would, I would put that as in like the last like 
10 years as a, a group of guys that, you know, predominantly most of them hadn't won before were able to get past and win. And that was a miraculous run, dude. That was a really cool run. It is passable. You know, so again, when you're looking at these, the Revos never won a tournament, a pro tournament. Uh, Infamous has been a while. Uh, new group of, of dudes on that team um, as far as, you know, from the last incarnation that was able to win an event years ago. New York Extreme never won a pro tournament. Hurricanes never won a pro tournament. Aftermath uh, well, group right the now. NYX did win the, the sideshow. Uh, and I got, I got a second with MOK yeah, and we beat yeah. Brian and Oliver. Yeah, you're right. They, I guess, I mean, that was that was a pro tournament. So NYX did win, <laughs> did let, win a pro tournament. Let me, let, me give you two, let me give you two questions. And this is something because we had Tom Cole on last week. Uh, Latin Saints, do you so they're uh, from allegedly, allegedly, okay? Um, they are planning to buy back in. They're gonna try to buy a pro spot if it's available. Whose spot? Uh, well, if there's a spot, there's been some rumors that have been unsubstantiated, but there may, be, there may be there may be a, 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 oh, a spot. Hey, yeah. Oh, the Spick and Span Saints. Hey, Black Sunday, uh, or Black Black Sunday, Black Friday, hit it up. Hit it up. Tiger Wear. So we can um, sponsor the Latin Saints, yeah. Um, do you think that there should be an owner's voting board to approve the sale of pro teams? Or to allow pro teams in? So say... Say, I'm not opposed to that. Uh, say someone wants to make a mockery of this thing. Like, say Pate, uh, Pate was not a good guy, and he was like just some schmuck. And that's why I said, hey, not everyone. Yes, I, w- I want everyone to get more money, but there's a vetting system. There's a vetting that. system. Yeah. Exactly. There is no vetting system in the pro league. So let's 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 put let's play devil's advocate here and say that Pate was uh, uh, not a good guy, and he was a schmuck, and he's not like a, the, the best person that's come to outside of industry paintball sponsor that's giving people money for doing great moves and supporting the league say he's like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck with everybody in the league and i'm gonna i'm gonna buy a pro spot and i'm just gonna put five people every single event that don't even never played pro paintball before in their lives well and made it make a mockery of it. no because right now you could do that well we, we do, look at with the saints yes i would not be opposed uh to there being i, I think that in the 19 teams pro or 20 you know with fit coming in I feel like you would get a, uh, a a pretty good pulse on what everyone feels is or is not a mockery. Because if we look at the Saints, though, and also you know it's it's when you're going to see an expansion draft in in any pro league, sure. there has to be a funding there. You have to yeah. be able to fund a professional sports team um, that can compete at the level that is required to not make it a mockery. And if you look at the Saints and their performance this year. Let's just look at the plus minus on the last two events, and then overall, their you know their ranking. So, overall, the Saints went twentieth, eighteenth, twentieth, twentieth, and twenty fourth, dead last. Twenty four pro teams at the World Cup. Uh, at World Cup, their plus minus was a negative eighteen, and at the event before that, also last place and a negative fourteen. They have not been competitive in any way, shape, or form at all all year long, and ideally, and this is why you know having Notorious come in. As a rookie pro team last year, uh, yeah, did they light the league on fire? Absolutely not. The Hurricanes kind of did when they came right. in. Um, but, you know, at least Notorious had made a Sunday, took a 10th place. Um, and even at the last event, yeah, they they lost every game uh, at the, you know, um, at the event in Chicago. But at the last event, they did beat the Hurricanes by four, mm-hmm. you know. So not a mockery in any stretch, by any stretch of the imagination. 
So yes, I, I think that having some sort of vetting process, because for me, I, think it's I, I, I want it to be as competitive as it possibly could be. And when you have a team that has very little chance of winning a game, let alone making, you know, getting enough wins to, to even, you know, to not be bottom of the barrel. Like I want that bottom end to be as fascinating of a story as the top end is because the more because you know make no fucking mistake about this the only way that paintball gets more popular is if it's entertaining mm -hmm. uh that's it that is the alpha and that is the omega that is the beginning and that is the end of everything on planet earth when it comes to attention it has to be inter entertaining and it has to be dramatic so when you have one team that doesn't have a chance to win so if and the only way that if, if i was the saints trying to buy back in uh, you know to get vetted for that um, unless there was no one else that wanted to take the spot and we desperately want to keep 20 pro teams that would be maybe a caveat or an asterisk to it, it. it should go to the to the next semi pro team yeah but so, yeah blast camp right you yeah know? but but that's kind of the situation is that um is that yeah to me it needs to be as competitive as possible because uh things being competitive equals entertainment value sure and that's what we fucking need so yeah, yeah. What do you think? Alex said he doesn't care about the show, so make him care, please. <laughs> what? Alex Frazier is is, is uh, he watches every single show? Oh, I don't care about the show. No, yes, uh, Alex, she loves your show, bro. What are you talking he about? He always says he doesn't. He's a sour monkey. Yeah, he's a salty vet dog. He's just messing. He up. is so salty, man. What's wrong? Well, he's What's become problem? actually a lot less salty though. Uh, past couple years. But we all love us some Alex Frazier. Yeah, I'm actually surprised he didn't call in. Oh, we have well, we have him muted. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. his number's blocked. <laughs> Plus, uh, Zizek was supposed to come on. If we get Alex on, then Zizek's mm. gonna be extra angry at me tomorrow. I love I've got Zizek. A, I know we, we can get him on still. We got we got we got a hard stop in about 14 minutes. It's up to you, dude. You tell um, me. How do you think? Your call, him, call him up. Call him up. Call Zizek up right now. Definitely don't call Alex up. Um, we got about 14 more minutes. I'm spinning the wheel on the side here, so I'm getting some winners because we are gonna push that out of the way. Um, uh, my question is next paintball fit. How do you think they're going to, they're going to do? Who are we calling? Uh, Zizek. Um, well, the last time that they were like in this, this situation, they did not do well, this? but uh. they have literally won every single semi-pro event and they looked really good doing it. So that's a very impressive run. Uh, I, I think that Trauma did a similar thing when mm -hmm. they won all their events because people were saying that it had never been done before. It's definitely never been done before in this incarnation of paintball. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but Trauma... Am I right? You were a Trauma guy. Didn't they win mm -hmm. every single... Yeah, they won yeah, yeah, every amateur yeah. event uh, in 10-man that one year. So it, it, it has kind of been done before. Um, again, a different situation, so you can't really... It's slightly apples to oranges. It is paintball, but... Oh, sorry, I forgot to do that. Yeah, uh, do that part. <laughs> the password, I, I got by it. You got it. You got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting them on because I, you know, I gotta, I gotta make sure because because I got, I gotta make sure I'm not stuck in the. Alex room. said, "Paintball fit is gonna kick your ass." It's gonna kick your ass. He's on my team. That's your ass too, bozo. Um, I mean, they definitely earned it. What do you think Axel's gonna do? Got in. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Did he, did, he leave, did he leave? Did he leave? I think he burnt the bridge. I think he burnt the bridge hard. He burnt the actually. bridge hard. Dude, there you are. I've been calling you this whole time. Where you been, Isaac? I told you never to call this number. You guys have the same hat on. Huh? 
Well, oh, I've got a hat for you. These are good hats. They're great hats. I love these. Yeah, hats. I've got a, I've got a brand new one of those hats right there, sitting right there for you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I love these hats. I know you like those hats specifically. Flat brim, dude. Yeah, and, they, and they're good sweat hats. They're good. They're hat. good golf hats. He said yeah, off the field. Um, Zizek, what's going on, dude? Hi. I told you I'd call you. You did. You actually yeah. told me you weren't gonna call. Uh, I said I might not be able to call you. This wind bag is uh, taking up the, all your spots. Yeah. How, how you guys doing? Uh, excellent, excellent. You know, uh, we've got we've got Maddie with the stats. Um, anything that you have to want to, you'd like to comment on or ask specifically about uh, the things that we've been talking about? Because I know you've been in here. I do want to talk about Lucky 15s. Yo, yeah, no, no, Lucky 15s. We sh- we gave them props in the last one, Dude, and I do want you to great, talk about them story, too here. Yeah. We can start right there. Let's just talk about the Lucky 15s. Well, so Sunday night, we were done. Uh, we went over to... Um, Zizek was there for a bit. We went to Sun of the Beach, which Back is the legendary... No, mm. I stayed, I stayed away from that, that sushi. Place. Yeah. Sun of the Beach is my favorite. Second favorite thing <laughs> yeah. other than gas station sushi. I, I like Sun of the Beach because it's just uh, like a hardcore paintball thing. It's nostalgic. Uh, and we had a really fun time there on Sunday night because uh, first showed up, I'm like, it was like a... Kind of like a Cuban salsa night, you know? Um, so didn't <laughs> see really Damien see any there? paintball people there. No Damien? No, didn't see Damien there. Anyway, but and it, the heat came and a bunch of people came. It's super fun. Lucky 15s came. So I kind of, and I saw Lucky 15s, I'm like, kind of issued them a challenge. I'm like, hey, dude, you guys have a, I, I've watched all of the paintballs, all the, all the paintball stuff in the past 30 years. And you guys do have a rare mix of a bunch of young talent that's all really good. Don't fuck this up. You know, mm-hmm. like do not, do not, do not squander this opportunity to do something really cool in this sport. I know you live in Britain. I know it's hard to train. I know it's expensive. I know this is not something that you can earn in, in living from. But they do have this, you know, because we've I've seen that same group of guys now for a couple of years, and they keep getting better, bro. Like they did really good in the. They went mm-hmm. one and three in the prelims. They beat Uprising by one. Beat Diesel by one. Lost X Factor by three, beat level by two, lost to by one, barely on Sunday. I mean, they were mm-hmm. a very, very, that was a close game. They were very close to getting out of that wild card slash the Ocho's round. And that team is, when you, and you look at how they did in Europe, I think they were sixth overall. Um, it's a very, very raw, like that team's very raw. Uh, they're very cocky. Like they have the talent and the chip on their shoulder needed to be really good. Um, and they're young enough to potentially go that, down that road. But that, that was kind of the challenge I gave him. I said that same thing to him. And I was like, hey, don't fuck this up, guys. You know, you don't want to be that old man at 45 looking back and thinking like, oh, we could have been this and we could have been that. You have an opportunity right now to actually do this. That's how I think. Yeah. You yeah. know, like you, you have an opportunity to do this. And at the end of the day, all you get out of this is a really is a story. What story do you want it to tell yourselves later? Because is it going to be, well, we squandered this opportunity and didn't work hard and, you know, wasted our talent? Or... Do we make this like cool run, you know, again, coming out of England, which is it's hard because they can't just drive or fly to Texas and train. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult. Anyway, mm-hmm. I could spend a, a long time talking about each one of those guys, but that's kind of what I said to those guys. And, and I'd said that to them at the field because I saw them when I was walking off and I saw them again at the bar and they were like, Maddie, we accept your challenge. They're like, we're, we're down for that. Uh, so I just think that that team, it's a cool story and they're fun to watch and you know, they could have a very bright future in front of them. And I say that, but the operative word in that sense is could, because it's up to them. You know, it, it's completely 1000% up to them into what they put into it. So we'll see. Anyway, I got to repeat it. What's okay. the juice? Someone give us some juice. The juice is. Yeah, you got AC juice? Diesel has a new coach. There it is. Break it down. 
Break it down. Break it down, Kyle. But this has been in the works, so I think this is like a thing. <laughs> I think it's your, this is a good thing. Is it you, Kyle? Yeah, we got a new coach. Is it you? It's us. It's us. No, we got you. <laughs> us as a team. We got a new coach. Oh, so you're, yourself? Are you guys coaching yourselves, or are you the new coach? No, I'm. Oh, you were saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he's like, no, is no. it you? And he's like, yeah, it's us. No, no, yeah. This... <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's not me. Um, we have Ryan Gray, who is committed, and uh, we've confirmed. What? Yeah, to to coach. I actually had a great talk with him earlier today, uh, for like forty five minutes, and um, likes a lot of things. Similarly to, to what I what I like as far as a coach and, and data driven, and so I'm I'm pretty excited about the idea. I I hadn't talked to him much before or seen his coaching, um, so it was good to get kind of talk to him and kind of get an idea of like where his head's out. And same thing <clears throat> from him to some of the team guys. So I'm excited. So when you say data driven, like what do you what do you mean by that? Uh, just it's mainly scouting, scouting, um, and then also looking at uh, our own team's performance, and then how does that line up with, you know? Obviously, I think there's like a handful of coaches in the in the league that pay attention, I think, to the scouting and the data that comes from that. Um, so I think it's important, obviously, you know looking at yourselves and how that might appear to another team, and then also obviously scouting the other teams and looking for tendencies and whatnot. Um, and then I think it gets yeah. a little more interesting when you play another coach he knows is uh, really well-versed in that area. Um, and then you're kind of doing some, like, triple reverse psychology type stuff to not fall the same, fall into the same traits as, as what your other games were. So, mm. so do, you, uh, do you agree on how ryan uses the data that, that is collected like do you guys all agree on like how that that intel is used or do you is uh is it like magical and you guys just all get along or is there some uh some kind of conflict right now i man i i don't know i don't feel like a lot of a ton of people uh value it to be honest so i, I don't know i think it's Typically, usually the coach has to, to enforce it or or work the game plans around um, the data and kind of explain it to the teams. I mean, I don't know. I think that it was it was pretty helpful on Dynasty. Everyone appreciates it. Um, yeah. And why I think it also contributes to the success. Uh, but I don't know. I don't want to go too, too far <laughs> yeah, into that conversation. Timothy Banks, and I think, Maddie, you could probably attest to this too, I, and I agree with Timothy. I, I was saying the same thing to Kyle. Statistically, Kyle needs to be on the field more. I think that that's a that's a pretty accurate statement right there. Yeah, you had uh, two good events in a row. This yeah. was the first yeah, event. Yeah, really I'm pretty events. selfless. Like I was maybe even going to coach at World Cup. Uh, and let that's Mark a play. fucking terrible idea. Mm-hmm. You're not old enough yet, dude. Don't do that. Yeah, but for me, I... I he think loves it. coaching, well, it's not even just that I love it. I think that it's something that's more important than the players on the field. Like, for, well, I if know you're not going to play, I know this if you're sounds, not going to play. Yeah. If you are going to play, I would have an argument for Yeah, you. but, I mean, it's still even tough. To, like, if you – I feel like if you don't have a well-versed coach and you have good players, they're going to be they're gonna be lost. What's like, more you important, your heart or your lungs? 
They're both fucking important. That's the answer. So yeah. you have to have a good... If you want to excel at paintball at a professional level, you have to have a good coach and you have to have elite players. Like, I just want to say, I'm, I'm so confident in my coaching. I think I could have gotten Latin Saints to a Sunday. Yeah, I could have done that. Well, that did not happen, so, you know, because um, you guys have gigs already, and uh, this is yeah. all hypotheticals. You know yeah. what? I agree with Grayson you Grayson also, I think you keep guys playing. Definitely uh, agree with Grayson. Yeah, I'm going to keep playing, and now we have a... a How old are you now? Shoe, so, 33. Prime of your fucking life, bro. Prime of your life. You just had two good events. Mm. Uh, and it's all easy for you. It's oh, all what easy I was going to say, though, also, this is the really first... good players are more, like, as far as, like, money you can make, like, you're definitely going to make more money as a good player than you are as a coach. Yeah, but what if I'm, like, the most elite coach of all time that's ever came? That's totally possible. And super Maybe innovative. you could do that. You, maybe that, maybe mm. that could be a thing. That's how I feel. You're going to have to convince I'm not gonna, the money I'm going to play. Yeah. I want to play. I realize, it's funny, we were at practice, and Mark and I are switching off coaching in between sets, and then he's like, what do you want to do? He's like, you can coach if you want. And then I was like, uh, I think I think I'll just play because I like couldn't do the jump, jump that that hurdle yet. So, and so I made the decision there, kind of too. Yeah, I, again, I, it's up to. This is a decision that everyone has to make at some point in time. But you are still in your prime, so as your advisor, I would say to try to keep playing as long as it still intrigues you mentally. But if, if playing itself becomes too much of a task, cause like, yeah, people at the top end are getting rewarded for playing, but it's not really, you're not getting rewarded enough to suffer through it. If it's not something you really dig. And if coaching is more passion and that's something you would want to do, then yeah, explore that Avenue, but you still could do that in five years or 10 years or totally. yeah. So, and while still getting all the wealth of experience and, and you know, you did have two pretty solid events. So, and God knows AC Diesel needs some fucking offense right now. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I did. Uh, I'm pretty. I was saying this a second ago. Um, like I'm usually pretty selfless that I will. I'm okay with sitting or whatever. But at this event, I was like, I need to not leave the field. Like I said in our in our meetings, mm -hmm. just because it was like an important aspect that I was playing. So. Well, I do like uh, I like Ryan Gray. I think he's a very solid paintball mind, and I think he's gonna help you guys out a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, what 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 are your thoughts, Kyle? On on obviously, it's super disappointing, but I mean, if you had to make a bullet point list of the very first three things to address to imp increase the chances of you guys making more Sundays in twenty twenty four, what would those three bullet points be? Well, I mean, it was just we had a lot of changing variables. We had issues with coaching uh, at the beginning. Um, there was a issue with coaching in the middle of the Texas the Lone Star event um, where there was a coaching change in the middle of the event after our first match. Uh, there was also, I think, some issues with the personnel with A-Rod on the team. We had injuries, then we had Mike come in, and then we didn't have Mike there. So, I mean, between all those, along with you are going to lose games sometimes, I think it just like stacked up and it was like heavy on a lot of guys. And ultimately, like... For me, I just feel like the biggest thing is having a, a really strong leader that everyone believes in, um, whether that's a coach or a player, uh, they can give everyone kind of direction so they're all on kind of the same page in between the points. It's not like, you know, you have to go through A, B, C, and then if this happens, then this guy has to do this, but it's like the, you know, the main intent and the threats of e in each point to give some better direction. I don't know if we had that necessarily. Do you think... 
This is brought up by Alex. Do you think that the design of your jerseys had anything to do with how <laughs> poorly you played? I was just uh, saying that Alex, Alex, Alex has yeah. some really good insight The Philadelphia here. one, maybe. He said, number one, his three, three bullet points were, number one, stop cheating. Number two, let Kyle play. I don't know why I number, don't get and to num- design and number, the, the and number jerseys. three is change the jersey design. Maybe I ask, I'm I'm pretty good at design. <laughs> I could maybe help out. Is the Philly one the one with the musket yeah, guns the muskets, and the fireworks the in the background? Very patriotic. It yeah. was Philadelphia-esque, I guess you could say. It should have a Liberty Bell on it, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would agree. I don't I don't hate your guys' jerseys, but I feel like we could do a little bit better with green and black. So, mm. yeah, I'm not opposed to a new, fresh <laughs> on the jersey design. It's the accents within the jerseys. Like, the green and black would have been just fine on their own. It's when you start throwing the flair in there that, like, you know, it, just, it throws it over the top a little bit. Yeah, also... Uh, I will say, hold on one second. Yes. Skinny told me, he said, I was upset when I heard you were coaching. I don't think I yeah. designed this. And I said, why? Because I was going to stop playing. He said, no, because I think you're one of the few people that can beat me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but just don't get ahead of, ahead of yourself. I'm going to play. I'm playing. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to keep it logged yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, you already you, uh, you, you should just play until your, your body breaks. And then when your body breaks, come play 10 man and coach. No, he's not playing yeah, 10 man. I'm a big fan of 10 man. 10 man's dope. All right. I know. You love the don't let Don't let fucking Mr. Salty asshole over here uh, me? keep anyone from playing 10 man. Yeah. Yeah. 10 yeah Brian doesn't ever fuck, let me bro. play any 10 man. Stop it. Stop like, it. Oh, okay. Like, Hold on. As much as you love big Stop it. As much as you love it. How do you not love 10 man? I love 10 man. Stop it. He doesn't like 10 man. He's not playing. No, stop it. Like, you guys all back go, me up, back might, me up, back me up. Like, everybody back hurt. me up. Back me up. Everybody back me up. Everybody who's watched this Big and Span show, you all know I that Kyle been there hates for this. 10 man. Why do you I like him. So yeah, asshole, no, you didn't even hear the whole fucking story. Stop it. I didn't know. Dude, you can't. You, unless there's a, a cash, major cash prize bonus for Kyle, he is not playing 10 man. The first time he ever played on a non-tournament field was with us in like... The is, are you scared of woods? Are you scared? Yes, of woods? he doesn't like the woods. I'm not telling it. him not to play the woods. I'm just saying he doesn't want to play. Any of that? It's you not a minute. Scared of the woods? But... Gosh, how are you guys going to turn I mean, that on I me? I don't like camping either, so maybe that has some correlation. Yeah, like woods You're camping. You're from North Carolina. How the fuck do you not like woods? I lived or, at the or beach. Or camping. I lived at the beach. It was like a small version of San Diego. Oh. Uh, hey, what? you guys want to hear a funny story about woods ball? Yes, of course we do. And Brandon Short. So when Brandon Short first came to the Ironman, we went out and. During one of the weekdays, we played uh, at Velocity Paintball, and they have woods ball fields. Ryan, were you there? Uh, possibly. So it was, uh, was Brandon Short's first time ever playing anything in the woods. And he's like, this he guy. Came, off like, came off like shaking, and he's like, these paintballs are coming through the holes in the bunkers, and you're going to shut some shadows, and no, I don't like this. Yeah, that's Kyle. That's, that's how Kyle's like, dude, what, like... If you can hurt yourself, I'm not saying I don't like 10-man, although I'm not going to play a 10-man event. Just on the reason for that, mm. I'm done. Yeah, is because get, I don't know how to turn a, it off. Well, you also I have a competitive... Pass. I did the same thing, I have though, a competitive, like, at the camp. I went yeah. down the hill and f- went face first into a tree. Yeah, he's 10 years wrist. older than you, Doc. No, I know, but I don't like doing that because yeah. I don't know how to turn it off. Mm-hmm. The woods is not like... I don't know. I'm not he's looking around. You, you for some reason, I think it's turf, and it's not... doesn't end well. You guys... This does... Guys, I'm surrounded by just a bunch of pussy talk right now. Oh, stop it. Uh, Maddie's, Maddie goes that's to the like, back right like this with his autocar. That's like when... I didn't fucking always go to the back right. I'm old and broken. What the fuck do you want me to do? You're I mean, not, you're Maddie, getting old, but you're I not mean, broken in, in, in 1999, when I was playing, you were in the back. 
I got an all caps message. Lance's wife is like, that said, you have family hey, the, in town. So by the way, about an hour ago, she's like, hey, uh, make sure that this. It, no, it actually wasn't like, hey, make sure this one doesn't go long. It was like, do not have this show go long tonight in all caps. <laughs> and then this last one was like. I'm going to kill you and bury you out in the backyard. Uh, you have family in you town. You have family in town. All caps. Oh, yeah. grab this box. Put it up on our laps. Yeah. Right, Maddie, cool. talk about this headband. No, yeah, no, so Isaac, I, thank you very much for coming on. I'm going to see you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Uh, yep. All right, bud. I got thank a couple you. more of the... Uh, later, Maddie. Later, bro. I'll see you soon. Uh, we got a couple more of... Um, I don't know actually how many of these I have still, but I, uh, it was our my signature series for uh, my 20th anniversary of calling paintball games from Hormesis. So I got a couple more of these. If you're interested, I'm actually not sure how many of these I still actually have, but I do have a couple more uh, for sure. So you anyway. hit, how do you get uh, Instagram? Instagram, hit me Instagram, up Instagram. Hit up Instagram. All right, Instagram. All right pick this thing up. Oh, damn. This is from, yeah, this You're is heavy. It, this is heavy duty. Come on, right here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, look, I'm going to make my I can take it. <laughs> All right. Wow, dude. Uh, this could be the end of us on the show here. All right. Yeah, grab, a, grab a case. Yeah, Unlock your side. This is from at. Okay. This is an axe spam. Okay. It's a Russian nesting doll. I feel like these are expensive. Does he want these back? These are super expensive. No, he wants. Don't give them back unless he wants it back because they're super expensive. Okay, we've got. Oh wow. Is this spam? This bro! Is spam. Dude! Maple spam, bro. This is... This you is, want some? Yeah, I'll take these. <laughs> Shit. Gift. I love spam. Look at how happy Maddie is right now. Spam, dude. Spam. All right, maple like, spam. Hey, shout out to the Hawaiians. Shout out to the Asians. Love spam. I'm a huge fan of spam. So, and then, let him... Okay. okay. I was a, yeah. I was a little worried that this thing might explode on me. There's a magnum bottle. Of Chateau de Marsan. And $200 worth of, uh, <laughs> of cases, at least. <laughs> I mean, what do you even do? How do you oh my god. <laughs> what is that? Holy shit. That's, no, that's not even a Magnum. That's like a Garabomb. There's a. Uh... <laughs> Maddie with his vocabulary. That, that guy that takes paintball photography? <laughs> No, not very bomb. No, it's, it's, no, there's a so this the, there. Okay, so this is not. That was the best thing. Put that, put that in the top top joke of the year. This is not a magnum. It's a gay bomb. So this is a. I believe it's called a. I could be off because there's multiple types of these, but I believe this one's called a Gary bomb, not a Gary bomb. <laughs> pretty close. Might be. As oh man. I don't know. Google it. Somebody Google it for us. Someone in, Google hey, chat. What what's the? It's uh. This is a. All right. I'm gonna uh Nebuchadnezzar. All right, the winners from tonight, the mega support status manager, Benjamin Newts, Matt McDowell, uh, Schwartz Gable, Jay LeBlanc131, Mr. Kenneth Parker, Verbal, you right, won, Sour Peace. Monkey, and okay, Dil everybody loves Dilfs. That is a great <laughs> screen name. I think they call that uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Is yeah. that what it is? I like I, I like calling it a Gary Bomb. <laughs> all right, everybody. I'm like, thank you all for tremendously sure, for your support. I'm going to go bomb, upstairs and get yelled at. Happy yeah. holidays. Be safe this uh, holiday season. Um, and uh, Any yeah. other juicy news that we know? Uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, nothing I didn't crazy. get anything. Nothing. So, if Ryan Gray is coming to us, Notorious is done. That, I didn't ask that question because I've been busy. I don't think no, stuff, no, I don't think Notorious is done. I, they just might not have a coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. Should they hire you Welcome as a coach? our world. Welcome to our world. Yeah. Smooth sailing from here. Um, also, as always, uh, if you guys ever need uh, need anything this holiday season, go ahead and reach out. If you guys need someone to talk to, hang out with. Uh, you can play reruns of the Spick and Span show, of course. But reach out to friends uh, and make sure you guys have a safe, happy 
amazing uh, holiday, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you, Maddie, for coming in. Always a pleasure. Let's go it's crack a, open that a, gay it's bomb. A, it's a Jerobomb. <laughs> All right, well, I'm about to get Jerobomb by the family right now. <laughs>